Broadcasting live from Barrel and Bones in the Colony, you've got the Drunk Sports Podcast with Big Red and IndyCar Tim. Hey, this is Chris Arnold from the Dallas Mavericks and 105.3 The Fan, and you're listening to the Drunk Sports Podcast with Big Red and IndyCar Tim. Talking sports, current events, guy stuff, and everything in between. Now open up a cold one and drink along, because they are here. Here's Lance, here's Tim, got you down. You can buy me a drink. (laughs) We're all drunk. Absolutely. And hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Drunk Sports Podcast, live from Barrel and Bones in the Colony on this Whiskey Wednesday. Who's got whiskey in the house? I know I do. I'm drinking all the whiskey tonight. It is Whiskey Wednesday, and once again, I am joined, as I always am, except for last week. He's back this week by my favorite partner in the whole world. I am still Big Red, and we're back and better than ever. Big Red. Big Red. Give it to me, Lance. Give it to me, Lance. Push, push. Give it to me, Lance. Shut up, Tim. We're not talking about my mother. Oh, but we were before. We're not talking about her. And you can do nothing about it. We're not. Uh, welcome everyone watching us live on YouTube, watching us live on Facebook. Welcome to everyone here enjoying this beautiful Wednesday night for Whiskey Wednesday. Everyone is in the house. The fake Jeff Cavanaugh is here, wearing his hat backwards, wearing his dysentery Oregon Trail t-shirt. By the way, <laughs> I love that shirt. Yeah, that, I mean, that brings you back all the way to the early days. To my, my, my uh, <laughs> IBM 8086 computer in 1991. Your trash 80. God, I'm showing how old I am. Uh, and welcome to everybody that's listening to the recorded version of this podcast on whatever your favorite podcast uh, platform is. We are on iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio app, Radio.com app. Uh, I don't know, all of them, right? Yeah. I don't even know how this thing works. We just talk and they do what they do. Talk and push. Uh, big show for you push, tonight. Push. Lots of Dallas Cowboys. What? Are we, are we really? I thought, I thought we'd already discussed how we were going to handle the Cowboys thing. No, they're still around. I, I, I thought we'd already discussed how we were going to handle the Cowboys con- content tonight. How are we going to handle the Cowboys content? They lost. Again. And they're going to play tomorrow. Right. And they'll probably lose. Probably. Well, we'll get into our picks later. And then we can just start new stuff. And we'll start talking stars and Mavericks, right? That's, that's great. Speaking of Mavericks, they are on the channel right now playing the Timberwolves at home, and they are up 30-25, to 11.09 left in the second quarter. The greatness of Luka Doncic. We also have Houston at New England on, uh, for whatever reason, in the corner TV. We already know how that game ended up. I made my money. I'm sure you did. But we have Cowboys content for you tonight. We've got the Jerry Jones interview from 105.3 The Fan. We have our Week 14 NFL picks against the spread. We've got a very special Dallas Stars segment for you guys who enjoy hockey. From somebody who knows way more hockey, more about hockey than we do, the hockey hawk himself, Gavin Spittle. Well, I mean, he was born and raised in that area. I hope he does. Way up in Massachusetts, eh? Eh? Oh, wait, that's Canadian, right? Bru- Bruins fan. Well, he was, but he has denounced his uh, Bruins allegiance, and he's now a Stars fan. We're going to get into the top five most epic collapses in sports history for our top five list this week. Um, And this is my list. I did this on my own. This is actually taken from a list I did in 2012, 
And I had only had to make one adjustment on this list from 2012. There's only been one more major collapse yep. in seven years. Since I made this list in 2012. Norman on it. I've made one. Yes, he is. Thank you very much. There's a preview for you. Uh, we got a Cowboys at Bears preview. We're going to handicap replacements for Jason Garrett because, you know, he's gone. And we have college football picks against the spread for all 10 conference championships that are going to happen here shortly. But let's get into some meat of the show, Big Red. Oh, by the way, welcome back. Well, thank you. How was the Midwest? Missouri is still there. It's still cold, and it was wet while I was there. Such a shame that you weren't here last week because we had such a great show without you. Well, I mean, you want to let them fill in full time from now on? I do not. But thanks for the offer. Okay. Just, I'm happy the way we are right now. Just throwing it out there. I mean, we got like a real up-close picture going on this week. Yeah, Big Red's in charge of the uh, video, and this is what he chose, and I can't say I don't disagree. Uh, we have some comments before we get into the meat of the show. By the way, if you're on YouTube or Facebook, you're welcome to comment. We will read your comments on the air uh, if you don't cuss. Um, and we can put them on the screen, too. Andrew says, no secrets. Uh, by the way, we're missing Mr. Chris Bustle tonight because he is at home with the new baby. I believe he uh, has squid duty. Timothea, right? That, I believe that was her name, Timothea. I thought Indy it was. IndyCar Timothea. I thought it was Lancet. Uh, Timothea Lancet is, is uh, Bus's new baby, um, and he is ready to go. Josh Crow says, Lance, text me later. Hashtag no homo. I already replied to that. He wants to talk to you. Andrew commenting on the Mavs. Yes, Andrew. Kind of like. wet so many jokes. Yes, this is a family show, sir. Kind of like all my ex-wives. Oh, here we go. But let's get into some Dallas Cowboys talk right off the bat here, shall we? We'll get some NFL music going here. We're not going to spend a lot of time on Cowboys bills. Because, and I'll be very honest, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, I had a eulogy prepared. I was ready to pronounce the Dallas Cowboys dead, the season dead. As, as a co-host, I got to veto that. I mean, it's, 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 it's basically, yeah, it's dead. I mean, but However, Cowboys are still in first place with a full game plus a tiebreaker ahead of the Eagles because they can't beat the Dolphins. I mean, if you walked into a room of four really ugly chicks and you had to pick one that was the least ugly, that would be the Cowboys right now. Dude, it is so bad right now. I, I just, just, How did the NFC East get to be a laughing stock of a division? It's, it's, it's there today. So I had, I had content prepared to say that the Cowboys this year are one and three against the worst division in the NFL, that being the AFC East, because they've beaten the Dolphins, but they lost to the Bills, Patriots, and Jets. But then I had to rethink that because I think the NFC East is the worst division in football. Are, yeah, it's, it's absolutely the worst. I mean, definitely by record, right? Absolutely. How did that happen? The Eagles are two years removed from a Super Bowl. And I, you're talking about a, a bunch of dudes that don't care? The Eagles? They, Have yeah, they quit on their coach? That's, that's, or are they just that's, that bad? That's all don't care. So there's two things I have to say about the Eagles. Uh, well, three things. Again, two years removed from a Super Bowl. Right. Number two, uh, Doug Peterson, I proclaimed him, what, two weeks ago, my number five best NFL coach in the league. 
because of what he was doing with what he had to work with. Now I kind of feel stupid. Yeah, I mean, we all can't be as smart as we want to be. That's why I'm a washed-up radio host. Uh, and then number three. <laughs> Is that why we're doing a podcast? That's why we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Not on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and then number three. What in the world are they doing personnel-wise? Uh, Dude, from what I hear, that city is ready to run Carson Wentz out of town. I've seen a lot of jersey burning going on. For Carson Wentz. Yeah. yeah. By the way, you traded away your Super Bowl winning quarterback, well, who's and, now on the bench. Who's, who's, yeah, who's now the second string quarterback behind Mr. Minshew, Minshew Mania. Tony Ellis in the house. What's up, baby? Man, I expect to see you this early. Did you get fired? Hey, Kavanaugh got fired <laughs> look at that uh so yeah the Bam. eagles the cowboys it's a dumpster fire in the nfc east uh after the patriots game jerry jones tried to put jason garrett on notice yeah that didn't work that's terrible uh either the cowboys didn't listen or they're just that bad that they were unable to do anything about it against the bills so now they're a 500 team Late in the season that began with ju- not just Jerry Jones, but us and everybody uh, proclaiming them Super Bowl contenders. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, whenever you have 10-2 and two talent and a 2-10 and 10 coaching staff, you end up with a 6-6 six and six record. Uh, he gave that big contract to Zeke. And while and other people are proclaiming Zeke so is underachieving, I don't, I don't think he is. He's, Zeke is fine. Dak is fine. He, he's had, Dak had a bad game against the Bills. Yes, he did. And that's fine. You're allowed a bad game. Yep. Yeah. That's when other people should step up and and carry the weight for a little uh, bit. Jerry called out the coaching staff after the Patriots loss. Didn't matter. He didn't fire Garrett. He's now in his 10th year. Said he would stick with Garrett. And he said he still thinks maybe the Cowboys can turn things around. Uh, and there's still a possibility of the playoffs. And the only reason there's still a possibility of the playoffs is because they're in the NFC East, the worst division of football. At 6-6, six and six, they lead the division. By, by a full game. And a tiebreaker. By a full game and a tiebreaker. So losing to the Bills was disaster. But then you have the Eagles that turn around and lay an egg, no pun intended, to the Dolphins. How is that a pun? Oh, eagles lay eggs? The eagles lay eggs? <laughs> well, they're not mammals. Are eagles real? Oh, Lord. Is that a real animal? Eagles are real, right? Eagles are real? He said no. no. They're he real. Said yeah, yeah, they're real, yeah. He said stranger yeah, danger. Probably. I thought he was more maybe like the, the horn frog that we talked about, that fictitious <sighs> creature that TCU invented. Horn frogs are not fictitious, sir. Do you remember that episode? I don't think you remember that episode. Probably do you? not. That from, was from the horny toad. Yes, they are not fictitious. Those are real. Um, so the one saving grace that the Cowboys fans had to fall back on after the loss to the Bills was Michael Bennett, recently acquired Michael Bennett, dude from I, the Patriots, championship pedigree. I was who, worried about what he would what he would do or what he would bring to to the locker room and was pleasantly surprised. You were worried from a negative standpoint that he would be Absolutely. a negative influence. Absolutely. I mean, 
The guy, right. I mean, he's he's loud, he's boisterous. He, you know, I think he's fairly cerebral, you know, in, in what he says, but I don't I always agree with what he says. But he, this little... This little rant that went on, and you know, we, we saw posts from Fish and everybody else, and that everybody was, that was outside the locker room hearing it all going on. You know, it was uh, it was good to hear that. So, a new guy said, what "The hell." Yeah. I mean, so to review, Michael Bennett being the new guy in town with a championship pedigree, the locker room was closed to media and everybody else after the loss to the Bills. It should always be closed now. Um, however. Everybody outside the locker room could hear at the time what was being reported, somebody yelling. They didn't really know what it was or who it was. Of course, it was Michael Bennett with his championship pedigree. And he was yelling, and this is a quote from somebody that was that was inside. The champions are the people that get remembered, Bennett said. Uh, they don't remember who got the biggest contract. A whole bunch of great players got great contracts, but they don't get remembered as champions. Champions are the ones who get the gold plates and the jackets, and you have to understand what it takes to win. That's just a certain mindset. That's just a certain ability to play through tough times in adverse moments. But you know what's kind of surprising? No one else on the freaking team in the locker room has given that message before now. Uh, Why did it take Michael Bennett to do that? Well, I mean, I, I really thought that that Tank was would be that that type of leader. And he's never won anything. He's got well, I mean, but he's got his money, and I guess he's going to sit and be quiet now. You know, uh, that sh- that should be something coming from Dak as the leader, as as the leader in the face, presumably of, as and, the leader and the face of the franchise. It hadn't come from Jerry. It sure as hell hasn't come from Jason. That's who it should come from, from your coach. Well, I mean. He's got Super Bowls. Dude, he's got. Jason Garrett is is done. He's a lame duck. And he's just, I mean, he's he, he's riding it out. He's lucky he's not employed by anybody else because anybody else probably would have already cut him loose and sent him walking. So, I mean, I, I, that's. It's, it's. I can't believe this hasn't happened already. I was surprised when it did. Not surprised by who did it. By the way, Mr. Jeb Brown, greetings from Austin Boys. See y'all soon. Go Mavs. Let's do a long distance shot. Let me know when you're ready. Uh, we can make that happen. We can make that happen, Jeb. Um, so, yeah, you know, it is what it is with the Cowboys. I, Like I said, I was ready to proclaim them dead in the water in, that- in their season. Lance talked me off of the ledge. However, well, if they lose to the Bills, I don't care what the division looks like. I'm doing this next week. Listen I mean, to the Bears. Sorry. Listening to the fan earlier today, you know, over uh, Mike Baskin was talking, and he says that you know there's a small percentage of himself that, that is ready to give up, ready to give up, ready to give up on on the Cowboys and and the season and everything and. Being a Cowboy fan from the time I was born and really not having a choice of, of anything else, I'm I'm in the same boat. I, I wish I had somebody else to root for because I, 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 I don't – I really don't even want to watch them tomorrow. I mean, because it, it's going to be the same disappointing BS that we've seen from the get-go, and it's – Yet you told me not to proclaim them dead yet. Because we have people that – don't want to proclaim them dead yet. We can't. 
we can't be all negative. So we're going to get into our picks a little bit later before the commercial break, and we'll see who Lance has faith in this week. I'll, I'll tell you who I have faith in. But it is time to get into our uh, weekly segment. It, it's sad when it's a question when, you, when you're playing against Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. That's sad. Well, he's played well. Sad. Played well the Dude, last couple he's weeks. he's awful. He is awful. I'm not going to argue with you, although I, 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 in the little near fight that I had with Flozell, the Hotel Adams there at Firehouse 52 that night, who's a big Bears fan, I asked him if he thought he was the guy. He said yes. Of course, this was a year and a half ago. Wrong. Belch. And I kind of think he is, too. Just give him some time. Give him some time. Wrong. I think Mitch will be fine. No, he's not. He's terrible. You picked him to win the division. I, I know I did. And I was proven wrong. Also picked we the, haven't lost it yet. <laughs> we also picked the Browns. Hey, no, I picked the Browns. You picked the Ravens. Hey, I, I like that pick. You kind of backpedaled, but, yeah. They hadn't won shit yet, well, so I, mean, I don't care. Their quarterback didn't win a Heisman Trophy no, either. No, he sure didn't. <laughs> didn't play at Louisville either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> the hell do I know? Nothing. What do I you know? You backpedaled off of that, too, after I questioned <laughs> it. Well, I mean, it was... After 10 hours of drinking, and what am I supposed to do? It was way more than 10 hours. Uh, so every week at this time, we like to play the uh, Jerry Jones interview from 105.3 The Fan, Sean and RJ in the mornings, every Tuesday morning at 8.30. We got about, what, two questions we're going to listen to? Uh, well, there's some pretty good ones this week. Um, the first thing the boys wanted to know is, Jerry, are you happy with the position that your team is in? If I were leaving training camp today, and that's a long way from now, but if I were leaving training camp today, I'd like to have this run that I've got right now, four games to get to the playoff, as healthy as we are, uh, get our act together relative to what we're doing on both sides of the ball, and let's go. Uh, you know, I, I get it. With four games to go, if you got if you can fight for the division, I get it. Yeah, that's front everybody office. wants to be. Dude, that's front there. office speak. That's front office speak. But if you said he's saying what any other front office person should say. If you say, preface the question with no. you started three and zero and you went three and six the last nine games, do you still like the position your team is in? That's what they should have said. Uh, hey Jerry, do you worry about a lame duck head coach affecting your team's mentality? Uh, there's too much uh, that goes into this thing. Uh, we have a way of looking at these psychological things as being impactful. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, you can uh, dissect the Cowboys and you can technically see uh, why we don't win games when we thought we'd win them. Because your coach And uh, that far uh, exceeds any uh, thought about, uh, well, you've said the wrong thing or the wrong thing has been, uh, wrong messages being spent. Now, that's just not uh, as impactful as a lot of people would like for it to be. He's not going to call his coach a lame duck. Again. I get it. Again. I get it. Front office speak because nobody's going to put – nobody's going to throw – again. They're gonna, right. They're not going to throw their head coach under the bus. He's he, never done that. He's, he won't He's not now. going to. It, that, that should tell you – I was listening to this, and that should tell you the kind of man Jerry Jones is. Jerry Jones is right or wrong, he's going to stand by his decision. And it, he made a decision, and he's you know he's he's got all of his eggs in that one basket. And whenever when it comes time to take that basket away, he'll take it away. 
but he's not going to do that to another human being. He has never, he has never dog cussed. No. Or put anybody out on the street with the exception of Wade Phillips. And the only reason he did that to Wade Phillips was because he had Jason Garrett already in the wings waiting. Well, and he, and he had just lost Sean Payton. Right. So Previous year. He didn't want to lose Jason. Jerry Jones is, he's a good dude. And he's not going to, he's not going to go out and just say, you know what? If we don't do it this week, he's lost his job. There's not an owner out there that's going to do that. I would if I was an owner. Well, I mean, we I can't would. wait till I own an NFL team. I'll show y'all how it's done, <laughs> dude. We can't afford we can't afford a select football team. Hey, what do can you we mean? Buy uh, into the XFL? We can't afford to do that either. Do we know how much it costs? Have we looked? I'm just telling you, we can't. All right. Like I said, we can't afford a we select buy a football local flag team. Football team. We could probably sponsor the one. Drug sports podtards. I'd have to get a loan to pay for the T-shirts. Damn it! All right. So, Jerry, do you or get, feel... Or get Leo to make them. Why do you feel that the mix of Jason Garrett overseeing your coaching staff is still working? I felt strongly that we could go and do that with a young group that still had um, experience to get. I felt we could do that with Jason Garrett there. He could be the safety net in case the wheels came off, in case you had a flat tire on Some the freeway, in case you had All a problem. All of that has happened. Uh, you had Jason Garrett, a seasoned coach, a guy that's been in many, many uh, coaching situations, coaches' rooms, and more important, has made it a real uh, art to studying other great coaches that coach other sports. And so I felt like uh, in Jason, we had a guy right there that if things went sideways on us that uh, was really qualified to step in at the right time. Well, you'd like to think that, Jerry, but I'm not sure that was the case. I think it was uh, – it, was it the right move at the time? No, it probably should have let Cousin Wade, Uncle Wade, surprise, I'm here, go all the way, <laughs> go all the way through. No, the team had quit on him. It was the right move. But, you know, do you not remember that? that you don't think that this team has not quit on fucking you – know, No, 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 no. Like they quit on – not like they quit on Wade. Do you not remember that Packers game, that very last I, game that Wade coached? I do. I do. Dude, but it was it, bad. That, but, man, it's – God, it's – All right, Coach Clapp. I just uh, – man, I'm so tired of seeing it, and I'm tired of watching it, and I don't even care if that they're on tomorrow. If Jerry, I can, have you given up on the possibility? If I can find something to binge, binge watch on Netflix, I'm watching it tomorrow. No, I ain't Stranger watching Stranger Things. No, I'm already full season behind on that. Uh, Letter Kenny. That's I, – I got some of that to watch. Yeah, me too. We got to catch up. Jerry – have you given up on the possibility of a deep playoff run? Uh, if I thought that we just didn't have the personnel, if I thought that we didn't have the right philosophy and that we were far off, then you might be hearing, you would be hearing something different and you would be seeing a different thought. But as we've got a month here, uh, we're, in, we're in business. Uh, we're open for business. We can get in here and make these uh, tweaks, or we can have a ball go right for us at the right time through uh, basically a little more awareness uh, with uh, uh, a deep back, a linebacker, and uh, this story can change for us. Jerry, you're delusional, sir. The only reason there's a possibility of a deep playoff run is because you're in the, we're the worst possible division yeah. in football right now. Well, I mean, just like you said, you know, Earlier, you wanted to talk about how the Cowboys had 
finished one and three against the worst division. Well, what I thought was the worst. What, what we thought was the worst division, and in fact, they're not. They just got to look in the mirror to find the worst division. Oh, it's bad. Dude, Which it so I mean, bad. the best playing. I hate to say this because Tonto's here, but the team playing the best in the NFC East if right now. If you say the Redskins, I will throat punch you, sir, because they are not playing well. They're playing better than anybody else. No, the Giants are. Last week, the Giants. And, and guess who's playing quarterback for them this week? Eli's back. That's right. Because Daniel's in a boot. In a boot. He's in a boot. And that's got nothing to do with being Canadian. He's actually he wearing a Canadian. boot. He's <laughs> uh, Jerry, does Jason have a bar that he needs to reach to save his job this season? Because there is no bar. Um, I want to say that. Right I now. don't mean that there's not there's a level a of uh, uh, <laughs> a point where it's, uh, I determine it's just not working or I determine that it's working. It better not be but, working uh, uh, there, There's many things. And uh, there's boxes to be checked. Uh, there's a positive. Anybody that doesn't uh, get that that checked a lot of positive boxes. When you start uh, looking at, at coaches and the aptitude and the quality of a coach, uh, they don't, they, they're mistaken. He's got a tremendous list of things that he's about. You know what I think the bar is for Jason? <laughs> Might as well be that bar right there because it don't matter. If he wins the Super it Bowl, don't. he will be here. He will stay. You know what that would be? But it ain't going to happen. It it, it's, it's not. And as Cowboy fans, we will not root against them. But some people are. Oh, man. Fairweather fans. Because we're just – all we're doing right now is we are – we have lost an entire season of the talent that we have. Again, I More believe – More than a season. I believe we have at least 10-2 and two talent right now. Right now. And we have a 2-10 coaching staff. So you bet that balances out to six and six. Six and six. I mean, that's the coaching staff can't make adjustments. They call stupid plays, and I guarantee you that Jason has more to do with the play calling than anybody else is willing to admit. And it's it's terrible, terrible, it's terrible, terrible. All right, Charles. Last but not least, Jerry seems to think that. Jason Garrett, one way or the other, everybody saw this on social media. Uh, all the big uh, networks picked this up, that Jason will be coaching again next year regardless. When I look at coach, coaches, is the, the head coach, I look at all coaches, uh, I think about there's no exclusive. Nobody's got the exclusive skills to get the job done so that collectively you can win a Super Bowl. But they're qualified people. Uh, Jason Garrett is one of them. In my opinion, Jason Garrett will be coaching in the NFL next year. We just don't want it to be with the Cowboys, and I pray that it's in the division. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Giants are going to be looking for a coach. The Redskins, Redskins are going to be looking for a coach. Dude, the Eagles might be looking for a coach the way things are going. The, uh, the, the Panthers are looking for one already. Houston's going to be looking for a coach. They hate – I don't know why they hate Bill O'Brien so much. Well, let's bring Bill, Bill O'Brien here. They've never been happy with Bill O'Brien, and I don't understand why. But, uh, I would rather have Bill O'Brien than the one we got. I don't know about that. Why not? Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. They got a hell of a quarterback, too. They do. He, Yeah, he ain't no Dak, but he's all right. He's all right. Really? All right. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you so much for joining us live in person and, and doing that interview with us. We Thanks, appreciate it so much. It is time to get into our... You can go, you can go under, the, under the table, go that way. Hey, hey, hey. Ho, oh, your side of the table. hey It is time to get into our gambling portion of the show. Before we do that, we though, gamble, we want to We gamble, but don't gamble, but yeah, we just reiterate We gamble, that. but don't gamble, but yes, gamble. We'd like to get into some comments here. Uh, Andrew... <laughs> Tributary is like the 26th-ranked quarterback in the league, just FYI. Yeah, we know. We know Trubisky's bad. Tony Haynes, play calling was dynamic and exciting at the beginning of the year. Mantra was payback. Play calling for real conservative. Hashtag save, dollar sign, hashtag finger of Jerry. Yes. Jerry speaks with a forked tongue. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew, Coach Clapp, we get it. Tony Haynes, keep Garrett out of Houston. Can't stand Bill. Why does Houston hate Bill O'Brien? He must Tony, be a Houston fan, right? Tony Haynes, why does Houston hate Yeah, let Bill us know why, why Houston hates Bill O'Brien. Uh, let's get into our uh, – see how we did last week against the picks, uh, against the spread. Let's get see into how next we week. This portion of the show brought to you by Kavla for Men, powered by Testafin. Kavla for men is safe, powerful, and effective and designed to help increase your circulation and blood flow, guys. It'll optimize your physical performance. Just look at me. Build stronger and leaner muscles fast. Improve your mood and feel younger and stronger with Kavla for men, powered by Testavin. K-A-V-L-A. Look for Kavla for men on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And on Amazon or on the web at kavlaformen.com. So, for the week's picks... Let's review week uh, 13, shall we? Get it. Where's our music? Pull it up. How's that? Looks a little loud, but yeah. Well, well you got to start loud and then pull it back. <laughs> That's what she said. Coming into, uh, let's see, week 14. That's what she said. Tim with 17. <laughs> Lance with 16 points. Bus with 18. Tonto, 17 points. I did give you the extra point for the Browns that I missed. My bad. Gerb had zero because he did not. He chose not to vote. He, he just absolutely refuses he to pick refused anything. He refused to pick anything. Uh, first game we picked last week, Thursday night action. Bears at Lions. Bears were minus one. Bears 24, Lions 20. Uh, we all had the Bears except for the Bears. Tonto. <laughs> uh, we had Saints minus seven at Falcons. Everyone had the Saints except Gerb. So we all scored except for Gerb. Pats minus three at the Texans. This was sketchy. Texans 28, Pats 22. Tim and Lance had Houston. Buss had the Pats. Tonto had Texans with the win. Two points for Tonto. Gerb passed. Chose to pass. Uh, we had Vikings at Seahawks. Seahawks minus three. Seahawks prevailed 37 to 30. I had the Vikings. Tony had the Vikings. Lance Buss and Gerb all had Seattle. The one game he actually picked. Uh, and then, of course, your Dallas Cowboys hosting the Buffalo Bills. Cowboys were minus seven. The Bills prevailed 26 to 15. We all had the Bills to cover. How terrible is that? People Except Gerb who picked the Cowboys. People want people want to call us homers. So yes, we all scored. We all did pretty well last week. I mean, I still thought that they might win, just not by seven. So that takes us into week fourteen. 
You get three and a half? <laughs> we're not that drunk. Oh, we're not? Okay. This takes us into week 14. Our totals are as follows. Tonto, Tim, and Lance with 21 points. Bust with 22 points. And Gerb, two points. Oh. It is what it is. All right, so I'm, I'm still I'm still in last place. No. Yeah, I am. We're all tied for last well, place. We're not, we're not, call it we're not, yeah, we're not counting Gerb, so, but I'm, so, I'm still in last. So, if you're new to this segment, we pick the three primetime games, the Cowboys game and a random game if the Cowboys play in one of those primetime games, which they usually do. Then we pick two rando games. Going into this week, the first game we have is Sunday night, Seattle Seahawks minus two at the Rams. Truth be told, I should probably write this down. Like, you don't trust me? Like, well, no, I, I should write this down like yesterday so that I don't change my mind after I've been drinking. Well, I sent it to you on Monday. I know. I know. I'm not putting it on you. It's my fault now. I'm, I'm putting it, no, I, I'm putting this squarely on my shoulders. All I said was I should probably make my picks before I get here and before I start drinking. Well, yeah. I thought you did. No. Dude. Just like everything else, I'm doing this straight off the cuff. That's uh, freelance. Oh, Lord. I'm a freelance performer. Are you not wearing underwear right now? Is that free? No, I'm not that freelance. Okay, good. <laughs> we don't like that, Lance. I'm telling Stacy. She needs to pay attention to laundry better. Seahawks minus two at the Rams. We have picks from Bus already. He picked the Seahawks. Tonto's going with the Rams. IndyCar Tim is going with the Rams and Big Red, Drunk, Lance, Red Face, Headset, Wearing, Dorset. The Seabirds. He's going with the Seabirds. Sea Chickens. He has the Sea Chickens. Our next game, uh, Monday night on ESPN, the New York Giants of Football Giants in Philadelphia. The Eagles minus eight and a half. On Monday night, football, Eli Manning is starting in place of the injured future Hall of Famer, future league MVP, Daniel Jones. <laughs> hey, you laugh. No, I, I, you wait. What, you watch. Well, you watch. I know that whenever the draft happened, I laughed as hard as anybody else did. I didn't laugh. I know you didn't. I know. I, and I'm, I'm giving you props for that. Daniel Jones will be the real deal. Bad. He will be the real deal as long as he gets somebody around him. Tonto picked the Giants. Bus has the Eaglets. I have the Eaglets. Big drunk glasses nearsighted Dorset. What do you have? Give me Eli Manning and the Giants. Oh. They're gonna rally, they're gonna rally around the old man and win one for the old man. What if Daniel Jones was starting? Eight. Then I would probably take the Eagles at home. I hate you so much. No, I, I, no it's, it's got nothing to do with Daniel Jones. It's, it's got everything to do with Eli Manning and the fact that they will rally around the old a man. Hall of Famer? They will rally around the old man. He will make the Hall of Fame. He Eli's will. a Hall of Famer. I didn't hey, I'm who not did saying, he get his two Super Bowl wins over? I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer. No, I'm I saying am. he will make the Hall of Fame. Well, that's one and the same. No, it's not. If you make the Hall of Fame, you're a Hall of Famer. We're not talking baseball. <laughs> they let everybody in. I'm just Except saying. Except Pete Rose. Which needs to be in, by the way. Agreed. Uh, Washington Redskins Sunday at noon at the Green Bay Fudge Packers. Packers are minus 14. 
That's a lot of points, dog. Of course, Tonto's favorite team in the history of his life. That's why we call him Tonto. He picked the Redskins. Bus has the Redskins. IndyCar Tim, in his infinite wisdom, has the Packers. Drunk, blue jeans, snuff, red nose, woodpecker. 14 and a half? Headset, big red. 14 and a half? 14. Oh, just 14. Not three. No, not, 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 not three and a half. It's not Cleveland. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, man. Packers. Four, 14's a lot. I'm, minus I'm, 14. Redskins. Go Skins. Good God almighty. Tonto applauds you. <laughs> the only one in the house that did. All three of them. Sunday, 325 on there we go, CBS, which means... Which means we're going to have Jim Nance and Tony Romo on this game. The Kansas City Chiefs in Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Patriots are minus three. In Foxborough, which means this is pretty much a straight-up game. They're giving the Patriots three for the home field. Yep. Uh, Tonto has the Patriots. Bus has the Patriots. I have the Patriots. Hmm. Is Air Force Big Red gonna be so bold? If we're gonna make up ground, Patrick if we're gonna, Mahomes. If we're, gonna, if we're gonna make up ground, we gotta do something. I'm talking to all the folks at the dugout right now, listening to me. Let's go with my homie and go with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and Otto. <laughs> Drunk Big Red has the Chiefs. What if Pat Mahomes' dad was starting at quarterback for the Chiefs? He would throw a great... Would they still win? He would throw a great fastball, but... Uh... <laughs> throw a slider to the receiver on a 15-yard out. I don't think that would work. No, probably not. And then finally, your Chicago Bears... I'm talking to all of you douchebags at the Midway Bar and Grill across the street from Comiskey who are listening right now. Dallas Cowboys minus three in Chicago. Mitch Trubisky, the future, not MVP or not Hall of Famer. Mitch Trubisky? Thursday night, tomorrow night. Yep. Tonto picked the Bears. Bus picked the Bears plus the win. Oh, IndyCar Tim against his better judgment, whoever that idiot is, is taking the Cowboys. I immediately regret my decision. Like, immediately regret my decision. I've got buyer's remorse and I ain't even opened my mouth yet. So, Cowboys dug out big, jeans wearing, going commando red. What is your pick? for the game. Gun to your head. Grenade in your pocket. Renouncing your American citizenship. If you lose, which one are you going with? Cowboys win. All right, comrade. I just got you there. Cowboys <laughs> win. So to review. I said Cowboys win. I didn't say Cowboys cover. I said Cowboys win. <laughs> oh, boy, that's even worse. No, 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 so no, 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 no. To review our picks, because we do this as a separate podcast, 
Week 14 NFL picks and predictions. Seattle minus two at LA. Uh, Tim and Tonto have the Rams. Lance and Buss have the Seahawks. New York Giants at Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are minus eight and a half. IndyCar Tim has the Eagles. Lance, Buss, and Tonto all have the Giants. Oh, sorry, my bad. IndyCar Tim and Buss have the Eagles. Lance and Tonto have the Giants. The Washington Foreskins at the Green Bay Fudge Packers. I should have put I should have put the extra point on the Giants. IndyCar Tim, ha- I'll let you change it if you want. IndyCar Tim has the Packers. Lance, Buss, and Tonto all have the Foreskins. Give me the give me the extra point on give me the extra point on the Giants. Big Red in his infinite drunkness is taking the Giants I'm, to beat I'm, the Eagles. I'm not drunk yet. I'm not drunk. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Patriots. <laughs> Patriots are minus three Sunday. Ask my wife. I'm sure she's listening. Lance, Big Red, Drunk Chief, has the Chiefs. Tim, Buss, and Tonto all have the Patriots. And finally, your Dallas Cowboys minus three at the Bears. Thursday night, tomorrow night. Uh, IndyCar Tim with the Cowboys. Buss with the Bears and the win to cover. Tonto has the Bears. Drunk, Big Cowboy Red has the Cowboys to cover. I'm in. Those are your Drunk Sports picks and predictions for week 14 this is the drunk sports podcast live from barrel and bones in the colony 2801 2801 plano parkway on the south side of 121 i didn't even know this existed a few weeks ago anything on the south side of 121 this was all pasture land barrel and bones school.com it's whiskey wednesday we are all drinking whiskey and we are all enjoying a wednesday scoots we're gonna take a Good quick see, break bro. And then we will be right back to get into some Dallas Stars conversation with the Hockey Hawk himself, Mr. Gavin Spittle. And as soon as I can find the correct button, we will be right back after these quick messages. Hey, fellow bearded warriors. This is IndyCar Tim with the Drunk Sports Podcast. I want to talk to you a little bit about our buddies over at oilatbeards.com. Looking for a beard oil for you? You're trying to tame that mange? Oil at Beards is made of 100% natural cold press oils consisting of avocado, sunflower, almond, and argan. Researched and tried by tough men of all statures from construction workers to bikers and even, yes, podcasters. Scents include barbershop, saddleback leather, Woodsman, and if that's not good enough for you, there's an unscented option too. Plus, you get the Woodsman scent in butter form as well. So if you feel the heat and want to keep your beard fresh, check out Oil at Beards online or on Facebook, Oil at Beards. Go to oilatbeards.com. Tell Phil that his buddy Tim sent you, and we'll see you down the road. Are you struggling with your golf game? Do you not get up and down as frequently as you should? Do you struggle making six, seven, eight foot putts? Well, it's because you don't do one thing. Practice. Hi, this is Chris Bustle, General Manager of the Highlands Performance Golf Center in Carrollton, Texas. The Golf Center is North Dallas's premier practice facility. With over 65 grass tees, two putting greens, a short game area, and covered heated tees, you can practice your game all year round. Located in Carrollton off Trinity Mills Road between Marsh and Midway, we're open until 10 p.m. seven days a week. The other services offered at the Highlands Performance Golf Center are club repair, club regripping, club fitting, TPI fitness classes with Chris Orenby, our certified instructor, an 18-hole mini golf course, two junior golf instructors that handle all of our clinics and camps, and six Class A members of the PGA of America for all your instructional needs. 
Come see us at the Golf Center or visit the website at www.highlandspgc.com. Hello once again, my drunk dudes and my drunk sports podcasters. IndyCar Tim here with the Drunk Sports Podcast. I want to talk to you a little bit about Cobbler for Men powered by Testafin. Cobbler for Men is a safe, powerful, effective a product designed to help increase your circulation and blood flow. Cobbler for Men acts as a natural anabolic enhancer that burns away stubborn belly fat, restores lost energy, and even helps build strength and lean muscle. More importantly, Cobbler for Men can give you back the confidence you need for better physical and mental performance at work, at home, and that's right, even in the bedroom. It's optimized for physical performance, you build stronger and leaner muscles fast, you can improve your mood and feel stronger and younger. Kavla for Men, powered by Testafin, K-A-V-L-A. Look for Kavla for Men on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can buy it on Amazon or check them out on the web at kavlaformen.com. The Miller Lite Home Draft gives you the great Pilsner taste of Miller Lite on draft in your fridge. And it stays fresh for up to 30 days. And fresh is a lot better than stale. You don't go outside for a breath of stale air. Catching a stale water fish? Bet it has three eyes and a hoof. Brewing a stale pot of coffee? That's one grande stinks a latte. Ah, the smell of stale cut grass. FYI, I'm knee-high in manure. Serving snacks and restalements at your party? That's a real party pooper, Padre. A stale-baked cookie? Goes great with a warm glass of shut your trap, chap. Stale squeezed OJ? Exqueeze me, but no J. If your buddy tells you he's keeping things stale, he needs to change his underpants. Need to restale your web browser? Try www.getaclue.nerd. Don't get stale with me. That's just gross. So why drink stale beer when you can have up to 30 days of fresh draft beer in your fridge? The Home Draft from Triple Hops Brewed Miller Lite. Taste greatness. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Great beer, great responsibility. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Ed's all-new chocolate chip cigarettes. The only cigarettes that give you cavities while you're waiting for the lung cancer to set in. Broadcasting live from Barrel and Bones in the Colony, you've got the Drunk Sports Podcast with Big Red and IndyCar Tim. Welcome back to the Drunk Sports Podcast. I'm IndyCar Tim, along with my favorite co-host in the whole world, Mr. Drunk Big Red Glasses, Jeans, Going Commando, Dorset. We're having all the fun here at Barrel and Bones in the Colony for Whiskey Wednesday. Big Scooter Chapel is here. Tonto is here live and in person. We've got a nice little crowd enjoying all of the whiskey. You got to turn your, vol- your I'm volume up. Still there? I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Our buddy Seth is here. He's enjoying all the whiskey. Um, nothing but fun here tonight. We appreciate everybody tuning in on Facebook, tuning in on YouTube. If you are listening to this recorded version, we appreciate you as well. Uh, if you'd like to contact us during the week, I can be found on Twitter at IndyCarTim. He is at DrunkBigRed. The show Twitter is at Drunk Sports DFW, or you can email us at the Drunk Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Barrel and Bones for having us out. We always have a good time out here on Wednesday. Woo! 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 Woo!
Funny comment here from Bus. Uh, we were talking about Eli in the Hall of Fame. He says, if Eli gets in, then Phyllis Rivers probably gets in, too. I disagree with that 100%, Buzz. There is no way Phillip Rivers is going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Phillip Rivers ought to be in the Hall of Fame for the number of kids he's He can he's be created. in the Mormon Hall while, of Fame. He ought to be in for the number of on. kids he's created while in the NFL. That puts him in. I mean, every two kids is like a Super Bowl ring. He, hey, then how many do I have? How many Hall of Fames am I in? You're not in the NFL, sir. I could have been. I chose not to because <laughs> I already had kids. Mm. <laughs> All right, there. Am I in the Kids Hall of Fame? <laughs> You're, maybe, For those of you who don't know maybe, me, maybe I the have, kid making Hall of Fame. I have six children. Okay, so we always talk about athletes that have all these kids outside of wedlock with this many different chicks, all these baby mamas. So what? You, I have six kids with three different women. <laughs> well, just two because, of which I know. Just because you spread your seed does not put you in the NFL, sir. I could have been an athlete. <laughs> Well, you could have, but you weren't. Oh, and let me, there's, a, there's an asterisk here. Six kids that I know of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, could the, diff- be more. that's the difference in men and women. If some 32-year-old dude walks through women that door right now and know, says, you're my dad, I'm like, yeah, probably so, brother. How women know how many kids they have. I won't dispute it. Men believe they have a certain number. I mean, I don't know how many I have. <laughs> I have no clue how many I have. <laughs> Let's get into some stars content, shall we? We were, speaking of kids, I have enough kids to fill the hockey team, including the goalie. I just don't have a backup for anybody. We were lucky enough to be joined Wednesday night. Was it Wednesday? No, tonight's Wednesday. Monday night. Monday night. Yeah, we did that Monday, Monday night. We've been trying to get Mr. Gavin Spittle from 105.3, the fan, the program director over there on the air with us uh, or on the phone. And we were lucky enough now to have him on the phone with us the other night. We Was wanted to like talk some Dallas Stars. Impromptu job interview? Oh, no, I'm fired already. Mm. Yeah, there's no question. So I, I already introduced him to my buddy at the hockey game the Friday night. I don't even get a chance to have The a guy job. that will fire me from my next radio job. Yeah. Like, preempt the firing before I'm even hired. Well, so, at least you've had uh, Mr. Gavin Smittle joined us on the phone Monday night to discuss some Dallas Stars. Uh, of course, they started off slow, that 1-7-1 start. Then they came on like gangbusters, and, of course, they're on a four-game skid right now. If you guys are hockey fans, if you enjoy hockey talk, please look up the Sweaters Forever podcast with Gavin the Hockey Hawk Spittle and Jonathan Shippy Shipman. Uh, you can find it on, on um, uh, iTunes. It's also on 1053thefan.com on the podcast section. They do it about once a week. They just released a new episode today. Lots of good content, lots of good hockey talk. But we had Gavin with us on uh, Monday night to talk some stars, and it went a little something like this. Big Red joining us on the phone now. We have a very esteemed guest. Uh, We've been trying to get him on the phone with us for a while, and I'm very honored and privileged to say that we have the actual Hockey Hawk himself live with us on the phone the man the myth the legend mr gavin spittle how are you this evening he's gavin? in the building what's up boys to talk to you both on this uh, podcast and my apologies for not being able to uh join you in person my day job unfortunately takes the time but uh really great to be on uh, love loving your podcast and uh excited to be on with you guys you know those day jobs get in the way of a lot of fun things i know man i know, man. Our, de- I know. <laughs> our podcast know. gets in the way of our day jobs i think part of the time. <laughs> <laughs> i would rather have it that way but uh the stars started off kind of slowly this season and we all kind of questioned what was going on and we want to pick your hockey hawk brain a little bit 
But uh, I believe Lance had some things that he wanted to know about before we got into the meat of the interview. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I've heard I've heard uh, Tim call you, and of course they they call you this on the station. But the Hockey Hawk. So, give me the back story on the Hockey Hawk and where it came from. Hockey Hawk was created by Ben and Skin back uh, in 2009, 2010. Um, just trying to come up with a, uh, a name to give hot takes. And every time I said a hot take, a hawk uh, sound effect was played. Uh, so, Should have had that uh, drop too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, get credit for, uh, they get credit for doing it. And, uh, you know, kudos, kudos on that. And uh, I've just always enjoyed the game and uh, – studied the game and uh my my passion was actually i actually grew up in an original six city um so it's kind of ironic that my hockey passion grew even more when i moved to dallas fort worth and uh i mean i love studying it i love being you know in the mix i love talking with people in the hockey world and just soaking it all up it's just you know, it's just a passion of mine, and uh, it just continues to grow. I, I just can't get enough of it. So, so you're from that original six city up in Massachusetts, correct? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm from. I grew up in Boston. Grew up with the Big Bad Bruins of the uh, '70s and uh, '80s, and uh, now I'm a passionate uh, Dallas Stars follower. I like to call myself a fan because I sit in the stands, and people ask me, "Why do you sit in the stands and not in the press box?" Well, I mean, the reality is, is I can see things better in my seats than I can in the press box. Right. So I, I like the angle, and uh, to me. If people are going to follow me, I want to try to give them, you know, my best perspective. And that comes from my seats and looking at the line changes and how they come out and looking at the conversations and uh, going from there. And I also like to uh, hear the roar of the crowd and uh, I like to meet people in between periods. So, um, you know, I think maybe that would change if it ever became like a full time, full time job or something like that. <laughs> but as I say, I got a day job that I got to take care of. But it is it is great. And uh you know, that's why we started the Sweaters Forever podcast to um, allow people a quality stars conversation and get into things. And uh, we've been very fortunate that, you know, every week we bring up something and then it comes to fruition or, you know, it becomes big news. So it's been a lot of fun to team up with Shippy on this because stars fans complain all the time. Not enough stars talk on the fan and, you know, the fan doesn't care about hockey and that's 100% not true. Right. And we try to give the fans uh, every week our perspective and usually our podcast lasts about an hour and uh, you know we break down the stars that week and uh, we'll see the results and see if people want more hockey by listening to the podcast you know that could lead to more talk on the air absolutely you know, I, I, I have enjoyed the podcast because that's uh, the meat of the hockey content that I get uh, I know Shippy's a huge hockey fan of course we've documented your history with the game uh, growing up but, uh, you know, I saw Shippy at the game the other night as well, Friday night, uh, when I saw you there, too. And it's, it's fun yeah. seeing him out in the arena and sitting in the seats with, with us lowly people there in the, <laughs> in the lower bowl. But any, <laughs> i got to tell you, anytime I run across a Boston Bruins fan, I have to ask you, I have to ask the same question. How did it feel in 96 to watch Ray Bork hoist that Stanley Cup with the Colorado Avalanche? Uh, I think it was terrific, actually. It Good. was, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the city of Boston, I mean, he, you have a day with the cup, 
and he brought it back to Boston. Of course. So he did a big thing at City Hall, and uh, Ray Bork is uh, beloved, always will be beloved in Boston, and uh, that was a trade that was encouraged by Bruins fans because they saw what he went through. Right. And he loves the city of Boston, always has, and wanted to be a Bruin, but the reality was they were going through a tough period, and uh, they were not going to win the Stanley Cup, so to trade him to a Stanley Cup contender in the Colorado Avalanche and to win a Stanley Cup. I, I don't think anyone was mad by that. It was Bruins management that did it, and uh, you know, kudos to them for that because right. the guy deserved uh, a Stanley Cup. He was just special in so many ways that I think the fan base said you deserved it, and you know, especially when he was playing for the Bruins. If if you don't know, and your listeners don't know of this moment. Phil Esposito finally got his number retired, and his number was seven. So Ray Bork wore number seven. Right. And no one knew in the stands, but Ray Bork came over, shook his hand, and then took off the seven sweater yeah, and I gave it to well. Espo. And uh, Ray Bork became 77. Yep. And that said all you need to know about Ray Bork and uh, how special he was to the uh, city of Boston. You know, I, I've since moved on from <laughs> any kind of Boston passion. And uh, <laughs> I think uh, people tell me when I go back up there that I talk with a Texas accent. And uh, I think people talk funny from there so i'm a i'm a texan at heart that's funny you know it's a shame cam neely never got his but uh, you know ray bork like you said i'm sure he was beloved just as much as ray was back home well let's talk some dallas stars shall we since that's why we brought you on it's fun to reminisce but let's uh let's talk about something that's current and important shall we yeah absolutely <laughs> so spit with the with the new guys that we have here on the stars this year how how have these new guys these new guys fit in i mean we got uh, Pavelski, Perry, uh, what is it, Sakara? Uh, for you know, the three big names that I you know can can easily come up with. That was, that was the three names that were that were really talked about before the season. How have they how have they fit in with the with the core crew? I think it's been a slow start from Joe Pavelski. He had a great year from San Jose last year, and uh, it's taken him time, admittedly, to develop into the uh, Stars' offense. And uh, when you look, and we just played Matt Zuccarello, and you, you you tend to watch those things, and you say, okay, because Matt Zuccarello seems seamless coming to the Dallas Stars. So you look and say, okay, did we sign the right guy? Uh I think Joe Pavelski has brought uh, some good things defensively. I think he'll admit that uh, he was pressing at first, and offensively it's been a struggle for uh, for Pavelski. Uh, Sekera, I think, is a uh, third uh, defensive pair. Uh, Roman Polak coming back has certainly helped him. Um, That was a one-year deal, and uh, you didn't pay a lot. He was waived by Edmonton last year. Uh, so I, I think he's been a decent uh, defenseman. You know, the interesting aspect is is Stephen Johns is skating, and uh, we'll see about that. I mean, we've seen many times that Stephen Johns begins skating, and then he has to go back on the shelf. It's just a really sad story. Probably that's the person that's fit in best is uh, Corey Perry, and uh, he was injured to start the season, so he missed all of training camp. But when he came in, there was an instant lift. And I think it's the little things that Corey Perry does, um, getting in front of the net, mixing it up, uh, playing sound defensively, creating space for his line. I think he's fit, fit uh, real well. Uh, I like when he's paired with Radic Fox on that line. So uh, I think of the, the newest stars, probably uh, 
probably he's fit in uh, best. And there's a lot of leadership qualities that Pavelski and Perry bring to the table. Um, and we can't forget, because he's still new to the team, uh, Rope Hintz, who came on late, on late last year and was such a force in the playoffs. Um, I think he's been a big factor this year. And uh, Dennis Gurionov, if we could just see the consistency, Dennis Gurionov's going to be a real good one. I love it when Montgomery puts them together because I think that just adds a speed element on that line that the Stars really don't have on any other line, and it stretches the ice. So I think they fit in, but, I mean, I think they all can be better. So the uh, slow start to the season is well documented. You and I have discussed that uh, one-on-one a few times. Uh, obviously, that's turned around. Uh, I still see slow starts to games, just like they started the season slow. I see them starting off in games somewhat slow. What's Who or what is, is to blame for that slow start early in the season out of the gate? And then also for the team sometimes not appearing ready to start in the first period. I think as far as the season, um, the players would probably admit, and Jim Montgomery would. And then we talked about this on Sweaters Forever, and and Shippy had a great conversation with Jim Montgomery uh, about this fact that, you know, the players had a good year last year and um, probably just said, OK, we'll go further next year. And it's, it's more than that when you walk into training camp. And I think they were just expecting to continue the rise and that didn't happen. Gotcha. So uh, I think once that set in and said well we're in trouble they started to play better uh as a team there were little things that you know you could really break down uh one is spacing in the nhl and the stars especially on the defensive side were not doing a good job of that you had two three guys going after the puck in the corner well inevitably that's going to leave um the opposition one or two free men and that was happening for a cross-ice pass for a one-timer or you know a shot on net so they were not keeping their defensive assignments. That was one to begin the year. The other thing was they could not stay out of the penalty box. And even though the Stars have had one of the best penalty kills in the league, there's more to it than that. One, it breaks your momentum. You're not playing five on five, or for that matter, you're not sending them to the box. But also, it tires you out because you are constantly killing penalties. You can't get your momentum going. And then you have players like Ben that are out there and, and you know trying to kill more penalties rather than focusing um, on scoring goals and focusing on putting pressure in the offensive end. I think they've also been better on the four check. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, I don't think they were physical enough. Um, and as I mentioned, bad penalties, slow starts. I think that once again goes back to penalties and if they could stay out of the box. And what I've seen is, is when they simplify their game, when they don't look for that extra pass, when they shoot on net, because they have some of the better shooters in the league, but I just feel as though sometimes they're just looking for that, for that perfect place. that will automatically score a goal. When you put pressure on the goalie, things happen and it's just it's simple nhl and you hate to say it like put pucks more on net but that's the reality you gotta you gotta put pressure you got a deep four check and and so when they do that when they simplify their game i think they're among the best they just have to do it on a more consistent level to start games well you know they say you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take yeah great say yeah there's <laughs> truth to that so the stars last year i mean we had some we had some really high-end elite goaltending have we do you still see that same uh that same type of goaltending happening happening this year I, and i know that 
that uh, Ben Bishop didn't play didn't play a whole lot of games last year. In fact, he's, I think he's only played 99 regular season games in the last two years total, not counting this year. Are, are we are we on pace, or are you seeing that that same high level elite goaltending taking? Yeah. Place? I have. I have. It might even be better to start the season this year. Uh, First, let's take a step back. You're right. He didn't play in as many games, but the goaltending situation for teams is similar to running backs where you need two now. It's no longer the the Martin Brodeurs um, that are going to play 70 games. So more and more you're seeing backup goaltenders to keep your starters fresh and uh, also not to wear your goaltenders out throughout the season as you get into postseason play. I think Bishop's been terrific this year. Uh, as it stands right now, his save percentage is about 920. His goals against yep. is 2.20. Yep. If the season ended today, that would be a great season. Yeah. I think Hudobin has stole you a game, um, and he's played well in a backup role. You might very well lose him because of how well he's played in his two years with the Stars, but I think they have one of the best one-two tandems in the league. I think probably the strength of this team, in fact, is their goaltender. Very nice. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. Bishop, he's he started the season hot. Um, regardless of the start, slow start, I don't believe any of that was due to goaltending. And uh, Huboden and Bishop have both played well, as you've mentioned. So um, I'm a big fan of Radulov. As a matter of fact, I was just discussing with my buddy at the game the other night that I really want to get one of the new uh, Winter Classic jerseys. And I yeah. can't decide what player to get. So it may come down to me just making it my own and wearing my own hockey numbers, which was six with my name on the back of it. But yeah, I, I like make, that. I make fun of people who who do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that or not. But Radulov is definitely high up on my list. Um, I think Radulov is an important piece on this team. I think it's imperative that he plays well for this team to be successful. I know for a while he was taking some really bad undisciplined penalties, um, costing the the Stars some wins and points. Uh, do you think he's cleaned up his game a little bit and he's he's a little more disciplined at this point? Jim Montgomery said after yesterday's game that what Radulov took that late penalty that, you know, he was seeing that all game and he doesn't know why it happened at that point. My opinion is, is that when you commit those penalties a lot, meaning when you're behind the play and you use your stick to slow down the player next to you, that's going to be called and you get a reputation. To me, Alexander Radulov has to drop that reputation. So I think that penalty was called because it was a penalty yesterday. Granted, it had been happening all games. All game, I agree with Jim Montgomery, but it's still a penalty. And I think if that was another player, maybe it wouldn't have been called. He just has to stop the penalties when he's behind the play. The majority of his penalties are happening that are unnecessary. And if he quits that and he becomes a pest that Alexander Radulov can be, and I'm not talking a fighting pest. What I'm talking about is relentless in the offensive and with his pursuit of the puck. I think he's best on the team of it, and he can put you know, the team on his shoulders at times like he did that started the winning streak against Minnesota and do things that no one else can. I think he's a real talented player. He needs to get his points up. I think the scoring will come. He's got two years left on his contract, so hopefully – we're about to see the Alexander Radulov of last year. Um, he's been off to a slow start. Um, I like him a lot. I just think the penalties are needless at times. 
and he has to uh, perfect that aspect, and hopefully the points will come along with it. But I love how he grinds. I love his relentlessness. I love how he never gives up. I love how he never takes a game off. So, uh, you know, I love those aspects. He just needs to get going on the offensive side of things, and then when he's behind the play, just keep that stick down. We've got some some aging stars on on the team. We got a couple of thirty three year old goalies. We've got uh, I think Ben is what right at thirty years old. We've got some older guys up front too. With with that being said, has has the age of the stars affected them thus far this season? And do you expect it to hinder them at all towards the end of the year? No, I don't. I don't see that. Uh, they they have up their age with the signings of Perry and Pavelski. But I look at a young crop, um, and I love that they get to mix with veterans because there is a right way to prepare, and there is a right way to go all game. And uh, I love that Denis Gurionov, uh, a fellow Russian, gets to learn from Alexander Radulov, and for that matter, maybe even an Anton Hudobin. Uh, I love that Amiro Haskinen gets to learn from a Roman Polak or, you know, someone like Essa Lindell. Uh, so I think it's a good mix. Um, I think, you know, as rough and tumble as hockey is, it's amazing the ages these guys play until. Um, so I think hopefully that veteran experience pans out as we make our way toward the playoffs. Um, but I also look at the young guys with Jason Dickinson, who was a first round pick, a rope Hintz, who is a Dennis Gurionov that we talked about uh, guys like that. Um, even a Justin Dowling, who's a veteran from the minor leagues, but really, you know, essentially kind of a rookie in the NHL. Um, so uh, I, I definitely like the mix. And uh, to me, you can have, never have enough uh, wily veterans on your squad because NHL, more than other places, I think the room is vital. And I think if you have a bad room, it affects you on the ice. And I think the Stars' room with the acquisitions of Perry Pavelski, um, even a guy like Cogliano, who's small on the ice but plays big. And, you know, it grinds. Blake Como, another wily veteran. I like these guys, and I like what they bring to the table. So moving forward here, from this point on, we've discussed the Stars are playing well. They're they're way up there in the standings. I know they're behind St. Louis. I think we're, we're all drunk. third in the division. Man, I took some crap for that on Friday, too. I bet you did, being up there in the St. Louis town. Uh, moving forward, Gavin, do you think, and again, assuming health is not a factor towards the end of the season, is this team capable of competing Absolutely. with the Predators and with the Blues towards the end of the season for uh, – for going farther than they did last year in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs? I think they're capable. Uh, I penciled them in as a wild card to start the season just because I think the division's uh, that tough. A lot of people were down on Winnipeg because of the loss of Jacob, Jacob Truber, um, you know, the basically the loss of a lot of their blue line. Right. Um, but I still have Winnipeg as a big factor. Um, I think they got some guys, Blake Wheeler, Shifley, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Dustin Bufflin. So I had Winnipeg in the top three to begin the season, along with Nashville and St. Louis. I think the stars can certainly make it into the top three. I think, you know, they're right there with Winnipeg as that third place uh, team uh, competing with Nashville and St. Louis is going to be tough. I'm not saying they can't. 
Um, but I just see more consistency out of those two teams than the Stars right now. I mean, I think the win streak was incredible. I give them a lot of uh, credit, but now you've lost three straight. So you got to turn it around in a tough barn tomorrow night in Winnipeg, and then you got Winnipeg again on Thursday night, and then you probably have one of the toughest teams in the NHL that no one's talking about in the Islanders. Yep. So um, it's a tough stretch for the Stars. Granted, a lot of these games are at home, but now's the time to you know move ahead of Winnipeg if you want to do it. And so uh, I think they can, um, but you know, I'm not sure at this point if they're better than Winnipeg. I'm not sure if they're better than Nashville, and I certainly don't think they're better than St. Louis. I just think St. Louis has the wily vets. I mean, Friday night was a perfect example. St. Louis controlled that game. The crowd erupted. It was amazing with about five, four minutes left that the Stars tied it up. But you didn't see St. Louis panic automatically got a two-on-one and took the lead and won the game. So Yeah, that was a terrible defensive uh, effort by the Stars on that. that well, I think it went back. Yeah, I mean, it was because it went back to how they were playing at the beginning of the season. Obviously, the adrenaline was flowing. But what happened there? You had a lot of forwards pinching in because you won the face-off and you kind of got caught off place. And then it was a great pass up ice and you had Miro Haskin in and Klingberg maybe pinching on the defensive zone a little bit too much. And Klingberg really didn't have time to decide. Usually you move away from the shooter and let the shooter, you know, go, but it was a great pass over to Ryan O'Reilly and it was an easy goal. I don't think Ben Bishop could do anything about it. So, you know, from that standpoint, it was, it was an unfortunate bounce, but then you look at the Minnesota game and Bishop made the save, but that same play caused a breakaway. And that's why I tweeted out. If I was Jim Montgomery, I would take a serious look at in the offensive end, you're taking Lindell out or you're taking Alexiak out and you're pairing Haskin in along with Klingberg. And to me, that's too offensive. I get why he does it, but it's causing some two on one situations. We are talking with Gavin, the hockey Hawk spittle, of the Sweaters Forever Hockey Podcast, along with Jonathan Shippy Shipman, uh, heard over at 1053thefan.com under podcast. You can also find them uh, on Twitter. Gavin, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what you got going with your other, other daytime job? Because <laughs> I well, love this. Very, I absolutely love this. That's very nice of you, man. So uh, a few years back, uh, I thought, and you know what's so awesome is it has since revived itself. I thought sports logos were boring. And what I mean by that is a team like the Atlanta Braves would have their minor league teams. And throughout the system, it would be the Richmond Absolutely. Braves. And you look at the single A team in Florida, it would be name the city Braves, the Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates, the Bradenton Pirates. And I just thought, like, they were taking away the localization of sports logos um, and the fun of sports logos and basically how sports logos are created. So originally I thought of bringing back like defunct logos, uh, really, really cool logos. Like my favorite logo of all the time is in Macon, Georgia. It's the Macon Whoopie. And it was <laughs> yeah. a stork, um, you know, with a hockey uh, stick. And I just thought that was so cool. What I found is a lot of legal hoops um, to go through. Uh, I could do it illegally, but that's not the way I work. Um, and I just said to myself, 
well, that's disappointing. Can I, I can't do that. And I was having a conversation and I just said, I don't understand why a team doesn't like, for instance, a minor league team in Idaho uh, doesn't call themselves a taters because a tater in baseball is a home run and Idaho is known for its potatoes. So I did a Google search and no one was using that. And so I said, well, you know what? What else can I come up with? And I did research just like professional teams do it. And I hired professional sports logo designers because I wanted people that were in the business that embraced this idea. And it's so awesome when I hire these people, how excited they are to work on the projects. And, and we came up with about 32 logos that have a lot of innuendo on them. Some are uh, sexual in nature. Some of them Those are, the are best. just basically, <laughs> yeah, the sexual ones certainly uh, sell. The only team that is not real is the Coxville Blockers. <laughs> I could not find Coxville in the United States, Canada. There's a Cokesville, Maryland but not a Coxville. And uh, yeah, so I have fun with it, man. It's just uh, fun. The t-shirts are for sale. Awesomesportslogos.com. It's like, I'm honored when someone wears that. We did a contest a few years back where the people that follow the site could name this next sports logo. And I got about a thousand entries and I said, I would pay the person to come up with the name and they just have to hand over the rights. And the winner was the Middleton fingers. Um, (laughs) and so we, we came up with the, with the logo and, uh, you know, paid him and, uh, you know, he was all excited. And it's one of my favorite logos where it's basically, it's a baseball logo and it's basically bats with one bat in the middle, uh, reaching out higher than the others. So, you know, I wanted to do innuendo on the sexual ones, not just go too far because, you know, I want to wear something that catches your attention, but doesn't necessarily go over the top because they all have double meanings. Exactly. Um, so, when you look at something, it's not just, oh, man, that's too sexual in nature because right. I didn't want to sell someone um, because I think innuendo is kind of lost in our society right now. Um, so I think it's something that you can wear that's funny, but at the same time creative and not over the top that someone's going to be like, you can't wear that. Well, we certainly love them. And again, it's awesomesportslogos.com. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I'll have to get you guys a couple of free T-shirts of your choice. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. We would love that. We do love free stuff here at the Drunk Sports Podcast. Yeah, absolutely, man. (laughs) Uh, We have been joined tonight by Gavin Spittle, the Hockey Hawk from 105.3 The Fan and from AwesomeSportsLogos.com. Gavin, we appreciate the time. I hope it didn't keep you too long for dinner. And uh, let's uh, maybe try to touch base again a little bit later in the season when the playoff picture is coming a little bit clearer and uh, maybe do some playoff predictions. Yeah, man, I'd love to join you guys in person, enjoy a couple of Frosties. And uh, uh, on another note, thank you so much to both of you for your support of 105.3 The Fan. It, it means so much to us. We, uh, you know, for our Turn It On, Leave It On listeners, we say we love them and we genuinely do. You two guys have been leading the charge. And uh, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really cool. you know, can't thank you guys enough. It's, a, it's an awesome okay. story, and I'm just so proud to be a teammate in this venture. And I don't even like to call our listeners listeners. I like to call them teammates because you guys have uh, made us what we are today. So uh, on a separate note, I'm so proud of you guys for doing this podcast, and thank you guys so much for uh, supporting the fans. Well, thanks for the kind thanks, words, and, of course, we're happy to do it. Uh, it's, it's a good product, and when we like to – we like to promote that as much as we can. But, Gavin, thanks again for the time tonight. We appreciate you so much, and we'll talk to you down the road. All right, boys. Stick tap to you both. Thanks, sir. Thanks, sir. 
And there he goes, Mr. Gavin Spittle, the hockey hawk himself, from 1053thefan.com. And from the Sweaters Forever podcast, you can find it at 1053thefan.com on the podcast page, or you can also find it at uh, uh, on iTunes. Uh, they just dropped a new episode today, and it was pretty badass, I'm not going to lie. So if you're looking for content for hockey... That's where you need to go to Sweaters Forever your, yeah, Podcast. That's going to be your that's going to be your hockey contact uh, for content on in, in the DFW area. Those boys are those boys are on on point, and you, I, I, I'm going to say it for him. If you if you see him at the Stars game and you walk up to him and tell him you're, you're a Tolo or a fan <laughs> fan, the man will buy you a beer and sit and talk to you. He told me what his tab was last year. From the Tolos. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to repeat it here, but it was astonishing. What? And I mean, it only goes to show his dedication, his devotion to the Tolos and to the Stars. And, yeah, it, and the game of hockey. So And the game of hockey. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So we, we appreciate uh, the Hockey Hawk, Gavin Spittle, joining us on the phone. We will have him live here in person at Barrel and Bones in the Colony. We will Woo! have him here. Thanks to everybody here right now. Thanks to everybody watching us on YouTube, and thanks to everybody watching us on Facebook. Um, we've got just a little bit left for you tonight. We need to get in right now, though, Big Red. Drunk glasses, headset, big Air Force red, going commando, not wearing shoes, driving the truck. I've got shoes on. Big Red. And I've got drawers on. So I have the top five. All time epic collapses in sports history. And this, I'm sort of recycling this because I did this in 2012 for a radio segment. And as I was reviewing it. But you weren't working for anybody. Oh, I was. I was. I did this on another radio station. Oh. Uh, I did this segment. I'm sorry. And as I was looking at it, I, I realized I only had to make one change. Uh-oh. From, 20, from 2012. And I will tell you when that change comes up, and you might be able to guess, it's football-related uh, because there was one epic what? collapse. The 2019 Dallas Cowboys? That's, that's not a an pretty epic collapse. Epic. That's pretty epic. I no, mean, that's not a collapse, though. So okay. let, me big, let me give you right now, Big Red, drunk, glasses, yep. sitting there, yep. judging everybody, readers. I uh, mean... Miller Lite, yep. Air Force, mm-hmm. glassy-eyed, right on his butt. Yep, big red. Yep, number five all-time epic collapses in the world of sports. Yep, Greg Norman versus the Masters, nineteen ninety-six. I think that you could move that up exponentially. I mean, that that could be one of the greatest collapses of all time. I mean, the dude had the lead going into he, – he still had the lead going into the back nine. I knew you'd have an opinion about that. And this. shit the bed. By the way, this isn't the, the I, only – He did. did. Did he not? World Series 2011. Dude, I'm fixing to throw something to you. How do you know that's you. not in here? Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Fake Kavanaugh. <laughs> fake, fake Kavanaugh. Fake Kavanaugh. Shut up. I got almost an empty beer bottle. and it, it, Right now I've got – I got three – that was, well, I, well, I don't know if you're taller. Or not. By like three quarters of an inch, probably, yeah. Yeah. Younger Kavanaugh. There's no question he's younger than Kavanaugh. 
So chances are pretty good that if you enter the final round of a golf tournament with a six-stroke lead, you have to like your odds of winning that tournament. Greg Norman, though, woke up on Sunday of the 1996 Masters feeling confident for that same reason. But he found himself with a score of 13 under par. Paired with Faldo. Uh, the next closest competitor, Faldo, was sitting at seven under par. Sir Nick. What unfolded in that fourth and final round of the Masters in 1996 will live on in infamy. It has forever tainted Norman's otherwise stellar career. He shot a 78 in the final round. Faldo shot a 67. Uh, the gap swung a staggering 11 strokes. Norman going from leading by six to losing by five. So, and if I'm not mistaken, Falt, uh, Norman was number one in the world the longest amount of time until Tiger took number one. Probably right. I mean, he was, it, it was, it was like a couple of, I, I didn't want to say. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Close to a couple of years before, I mean, and then, it, dude, he was awesome. Right. He was awesome. And uh, just shit the bed. I mean, he, 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 when, it came, when it came to majors, the man just couldn't finish. That, however, is not our last golf Mr. Chris collapse. Everett. Mis, Mr. Chris Everett, by the way. Mr. Chris Everett. Are you thinking of Jim Everett? No, he was married to Chris Was Everett. he really? Yeah. Greg Norman? Yeah, for was a little while. To Chris Everett Lloyd? For a little while. For a little while it was. Well, she wasn't Chris Everett Lloyd then. She was Chris Everett Just Norman. Chris Everett? But she was Chris Everett Lloyd before that. But she was Chris Everett well, Norman like whenever she was married to... I don't know if she was married to him. Yeah. yeah. I don't like her anymore. She was. No, I, I do. She's still hot. No. She I've ain't no worse. Tatum O'Neal. I've had worse. So the next one, number four on my list. This is the one that has changed since 2012. Uh-oh. It is football related. Oh, Lord. I will tell you, when I made this list in 2012... <laughs> Cowboys in this 13. Consisted this consisted of... Cowboys in 13? The Houston Oilers versus the Buffalo Bills in 1993. Oh, yeah, I, I give that. Yeah. The epic meltdown of the Oilers yes, as sir. the Bills came back with Frank Reich, their backup quarterback, who's now the coach wild at card game, the Indianapolis Colts. Thank you. By the way, which is why the Eagles <laughs> hey, fake so bad this year. I'm gonna throw this at you. You realize that's why the Eagles suck this year is because their offensive coordinator was taken away from them to go coach the Colts. Oh, well, that's okay. But that Houston Oilers and Buffalo Bills game has been taken by this. Number four of the top five most epic collapses in sports history, the Atlanta Falcons versus the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 51, <laughs> 2017. That's not even high. We all remember it. That's Twenty-eight a, to three halftime lead for the Falcons. It disappeared in the second half. I mean, I feel bad for them. And I'm not going to say the Patriots didn't get lucky because they did. But the Falcons never made any adjustments. They were lost. They were like lost puppy dogs. That, that the, second half. Was that the year of Deflategate? No, I was like sixteen or fifteen. Oh, Just talking to my ass now. That's what you do. Sorry. Just so throwing, that's the only change shit to out this there, hope, podcast. Hoping, hoping something will stick. I mean, to this list <laughs> since 2012 when I made this list initially. Number three. <laughs> yep. Lance, I know that you will recognize this. It's another golf instance. That's greatness, probably. 
Jean Vandeveld versus oh, the 18th hole. Dude. 1999 <laughs> British Open. Dude, that was terrible. I felt so bad for that dude. Before the 1999 Open Championship. I can't championship, tell you how many times I said, drop it. So so they call it the Open Championship. Unless you're from America, it's the British Open. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, no one had ever heard of Jean Vandeveld. He was an obscure golfer from France who stormed to a commanding lead in the final round of the British Open in 1999. Strode to the 18th tee, needing only a double bogey. Six on a par four closing hole to win the major, which would have made him the first Frenchman to win that tournament since 1907. Frenchie. At that point, you're just, you know what? From golfers, you play it safe. You need a six. You got to score six to win. You play it safe, right? Right. But, I mean, you lay up. From, from a competitor standpoint, just play it. So you don't take chances, but that's not what he thought. He chose to hit his driver as he'd birdied the hole twice already over the course of the tournament. It was the first of many errors he made on that hole as he drove the ball wildly off the tee. Rather than playing it safe with a second shot, he tried to go for the green. He triple bogeyed the hole and ultimately lost the Open Championship in a three-way playoff with Justin Leonard and Paul Lowry. So, hey, but there is a bright spot for him. He's no longer. He's no longer an obscure golfer. True. He's got this going for him. True. Uh, Number two of the all-time most epic meltdowns in sports history: Boston Red Sox versus the Yankees, 1986. Do you remember this at all? We're out of golf, so I don't know if you can comment on this. 86. 1986. Uh, up so the Boston Red Sox spoiled. First, first one of the one, one the first team to lose it, being up four. Oh no no not yet not yet but wait there's more <laughs> but wait there's more <laughs> call now get an extra one for free. So the Boston Just Red Sox at this point yeah. were one of the most tortured fan bases in all of sports. Um, nothing illustrated that torment, though, like the Sox in Game 6 of the 1986 World Series known as the Bill Buckner game. Oh. Did I say Yankees or Mets? Did I say Yankees? I'm sorry. 1986, Sox and Mets. My bad. See? My bad. Now everyone knows what I'm talking about. I'm glad. Because they didn't play the Yankees in the postseason already here. Throwing my shit out there. Um, but you know what? Now, Bill Buckner was later. not the only culprit for that year. God, they played terribly in poor, that series. Poor Billy Buckner. Dude, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah. Does he belong in the Hall of Fame? There's, a, there's another question. Yes. Yeah, I believe so, yes. too. Uh, Blaming Buckner only tells part of the story about what happened to that colossal meltdown in the final inning of the, for the Sox. No. Uh, everyone remembers Buckner's error. But no one remembers that closer Bob Stanley threw a wild pitch that allowed the tying run to score from third. That was also the second run of the inning as the Sox had entered the bottom of the 10th with a 5-3 lead. Savior. Mookie Wilson's slow grounder got past Buckner and allowed the winning run to score. The Mets went on to win game seven. Buckner's error was just one of many things that went terribly wrong for the Sox in that faithful 10th inning. Terrible. 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 And then my number one epic meltdown 
in sports history. But wait, there's more. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's baseball. Yeah, of course. The Where New York Yankees versus the Boston Red Sox in? Tonto? 2004. Tonto got it. Most Red Sox fans were of the belief they'd never see a World Series in their lifetime, particularly after so the gut punch. Backwards in the wrong of year. Of the previously mentioned 86 World Series, but the Yankees took a 3-0 lead in 04 in the ALCS. Boston fans chalked it up as yet another disappointment. I remember I was where I was. This. I was watching this I game. I remember where I was. Drunk off my ass at a titty bar watching this game like I was for the Star Stanley Cup win in 99. Dude, this same is bar, same chair, by the way. Sir, this is a family show. <laughs> I did. You were in Afghanistan in 04. Um, this is right after I came back. Then came game four. Dave Roberts made his mark in baseball lore, sparking what would become the most epic meltdown in baseball and sports history. The steal by Roberts started the rally that would not only give the Sox a victory in game four, but would begin a snowball effect that resulted in four straight wins, including a decimation of the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, in which Boston jumped out to a 6-0 lead after two innings and never looked back. On the way to the first World Series championship win in forever. Before 2004, no baseball team that led a series 3-0 had ever lost a seven-game series. The Yankees, to this day, remain the only team that's ever done that. I, have, I was living in Lake Worth at the time. What's your honorable mention, Tonto? The Bartman game, yes. No, that was in consideration. I have that as number seven on my top ten, but I only did the top five. Steve Bartman, by the way, uh, living in obscurity now. Has he not killed himself Not yet? in Chicago. He's in Santa Clara, California God. with his wife and kids, who he's never told what he did for the Cubs. Probably not. Don't ask me how I know that. Don't question it. Because well, probably you've dated his did wife. Did they really? They gave him a ring when they won the series in what, 17, 16, 17? Scott, do you remember that 16 series? When they won, us on our motorcycles in the rain. Driving down 380. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, yeah, I wasn't around. So, yeah, fuck y'all. So, the Dallas Cowboys are a local football team. Yep. Still to this day. Not sure why. Don't know why we have Cowboys fans, but we do. Uh, tomorrow night, they have a game. Let's talk a little bit about the Bears. Da we'll talk about the Bears. Bears. As I look for audio, and I don't know. You, you passed it like I three did? times, yeah. Oh, no, it's not there. Where is it? <sighs> Orange. Oh, there we there go. There you go. Is that what we're looking for? I figured this one was. That is really loud. Well, you got to start wow. loud and then vibe it. Is it that loud? Is that loud? Is that loud? It's not looking at me. Is that loud? No, it's loud in here. Wow. So we all kind of assumed this would be a matchup of Thanksgiving Day winners. It says, stop talking to me. Stop talking to me. Stop, um, stop touching me. But not so much. Stop touching me. Only the Bears took care of business last week. Cowboys lost to the Bills. They're back down at 500. They suck. The Bears earned 
Man. Not the greatest division. You picked the Bears to win that division. I picked the Vikings. Correct? And you're better off than I am. Um, I picked the Bears, though, to win. Because Mitch Trubisky the first turned into Mitch Trubisky. He is. He's pretty bad. Oh, look. look out, Hi. Oh, I... <laughs> now we know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, the Bears are pretty much all but out of the wild card or out the, of the playoffs, right? Yeah, like because, if they lose, because they're, they're in a decent division. They're, they're not in a mathematically dec- eliminated. Because they're in a decent division. Decent? That's decent division. It's, ter- it's terrible. And it, it's not the NFC East. Easy there, both. No, but dude, you got the Fudge Packers, the Vikings, yeah, yeah. and the Cubbies. And those three Nobody teams. Nobody cares about the Lions. Right now, all four of those teams could beat the Cowboys on any given day. Easy. Easy. And the, the Lions damn near did. You know who else could beat the Cowboys right now? Your mom. I got it. I got it in there. I got the mom reference. Got the mom reference. I'm going to send this. Wait, I'm, where is it? I'm going to send this. Where is it? No, where is it? I'm gonna Hang send, on. I'm going to send this episode. Hang to, on. I'm going to send this episode to my We're mom. We're doing it. And she will not lock you anymore. Oh, did I take it out? Oh, I take it out. Shut up, Tim. We're not talking about my mother. Yes. Shut up, Tim. We're not talking about my mother. Yes. We're not talking about my mother. We're not. Well, your mom That sounded could just like me. Your mom could beat them right now. Just like the rest of us. That is wrong, dude. All I'm saying? Man, no, it's wrong. That's wrong. You still have the Bears to win that division. No, no. The Packers are going to win that division. No. Yeah, the Packers will win that division. Packers or the Vikings? Packers. Really? Yeah. That's a bold statement with (laughs) 10 games left. I mean, with four games left. Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur will figure it out. They'll win that division. Because the greatness every, of Matt LaFleur. Everybody else, everybody else will fold. Dude. I think you're right. Kirk Cousins will shit the bed. Cousins will shit the bed. Skull. And Green Bay Packers will win that division. And Minnesota will make the playoffs as the first wildcard team. And probably destroy the Cowboys. No, 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 they won't because San Francisco is going to be the first wild card team. Green Bay will be the second. Because all right, because they're good. San Francisco, I think you're wrong, but okay. San Francisco won't win their division. Because Seattle will. Seattle will. We're going to end up playing San Francisco. San Francisco is going to pre- destroy the Cowboys. San Francisco's pretenders. San Francisco will destroy the Cowboys in Arlington. Whatever happened? Are they going to play in Arlington at a Cowboy Stadium or at Globe Life Field on the Renegades Field? Well, they have a better chance. Y'all have a good night. Thank y'all for coming. Hey, thanks for coming out. Maryland Bones in the Colony, 2801 Plano Parkway. All the Whiskey Wednesday. All the Whiskey Wednesday. The fake Jeff Cavanaugh is here. Hanging out with everybody. Selling all the whiskey.
I think, you know what? I think it's about time for us to have a Balcona shot. All right, let's do a Balcona shot. Jeb's ready. Jeb, where's Jeb? It, Jeb told us to let us know. Is he still listening? <laughs> I'm sure he is. He's always listening. Baby Blue. The pot still's good. So, my prediction for Bears Cowboys. We've already, we already done this. Why are we doing it again? No, we did our picks. But I want to tell you why the Cowboys are going to win. It's going to be bad weather in Chicago. Oh, but he, Jason's already set them up. He, he practiced outside the other day. It's two in, days. In 60 degree weather. Two days. He, pr- he practiced outside. He's ready. You know, my little brother texted me about this. They were outside practicing. So. Practice. Pra- practice. Practice. We're talking about practice? All right. Practice. Cowboys will beat the Bears because they're going to have a better running game in bad weather. That's the way this is going to go. Not going to lie to you. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. As soon as we come back from this break, we have uh, the power rankings to replace power rankings? Jason no, it's Garrett. the odds, sir. It's the odds, not the power rankings. We're not power rankings. I don't rankings. do odds because I don't bet, sir. We are not power rankings. Oh, what are we calling it? The odds? It's the odds. The it's, odds. The betting, it's the betting odds to replace Jason, Jason Garrett, Garrett yes. as head coach in Dallas. Yeah, it is. We will get into that as soon as we come back. We love you. We need to throw a drunk we love sports you more than minute anything. in there. We need to throw a drunk sports minute in this. We got one right here. This is IndyCar Tim with your drunk sports moment. A 67-year-old woman in China has become the oldest person in the country to give birth after having a baby girl. The woman, a retired nurse identified by the surname Sean, had her baby via cesarean section at the Zhejiang Maternity and Child Health Hospital in Shandong, China province on Friday. Sean, who underwent unspecific traditional Chinese fertility treatments prior to the pregnancy, became the oldest person in the country to give birth, beating out a 64-year-old woman who gave birth in (laughs) Sean province in 2016. Sean and her husband named the new daughter Titania, which translates to given by God. The couple already have two children and multiple grandchildren, the oldest of whom is 18. Sean's husband, Wong, said the both of the parents are in good health. They plan to live to be 110 years old to watch their daughter grow up. The world record, by the way, for the oldest mother belongs to her mother, my girl of my me do belong mama of India <laughs> who gave birth to twin girls at the age of 74. In case you wanted to know. I'm Eddie Car Tim, and this is your drunk mo- sports moment. <laughs> hey, drunk dudes and dolls and drunk sports podtards. This is Indy Car Tim with the Drunk Sports Podcast coming at you. I want to talk to you a little bit about our friends over at Zoltan Sauces. 
Zoltan's sauces are the everything sauce made with natural flavor enhancing ingredients. It's great on chicken, seafood, ribs, grilled meats, vegetables, and my personal favorite, I like to use it as a pizza drizzle. Zoltan sauces come in two award-winning flavors. Zoltan savory, it's a mild, sweet, bold flavor stemming from a unique blend of ingredients including honey, garlic, black pepper, and cinnamon. Keeps you coming back for more. Also, Zoltan's hot and savory made with real habanero peppers for a fiery kick in addition to that sweet and bold flavor. Zoltan Sauces, check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at ZoltanSauces.com. Z-O-L-T-O-N-S-S-A-U-C-E-S.com. Zoltan Sauces, just wow. When you choose a great-tasting Miller Lite, you're choosing on taste. And that's the right choice, not the wrong choice, because right is way better than wrong. You don't try to do the wrong thing. Wrong on, brother? Back off, and I don't even know you. If someone asks you if everything's all wrong, ask them to pull your finger. Ever read The Bill of Wrongs? It was written by James Battison and John Saddams. Drawing a wrong triangle? Place this protractor at 90 degrees and sit on it. What's wrong around the corner? An 8-foot ex-con named Tiny, and he wants your wallet. That's wrong up your alley, just like the drifter feeding moldy muffin stumps to his 13 hairless cats. Got a wrong hand man? I've got a cousin named Randall with clammy hands. The customer's always wrong? Well, that explains the waiter's creepy grin as I ate my toast. Two wrongs do make a wrong. Am I wrong? Wrong. So don't make the wrong choice. Make the right choice. And choose on taste. Triple Hops Brewed Miller Lite. Taste greatness. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Great beer, great responsibility. Look at that. The Hendersons are getting a new fence. Ah, who cares? They're swingers. I want a new fence. We just got one two years ago after your parents were killed. I want a new fence. That's it. We're never having sex again. Need a home loan fast? At the American Bank of Los Santos, we'll help you get the debt you need to make life easier. We'll show you how to look richer and be poorer. Your home is your equity. What exactly are you saving it for? You need to impress people fast, not in 20 years. It's only a risk if you get into money troubles or the economy changes, which doesn't seem likely. We know living in the suburbs is a constant competition where you're defined by your lawn and your siding. Call American Bank of Los Santos when you need to add a rec room addition with a jungle swing or a jacuzzi for eight. Now that the kids have moved out and have drug problems of their own, maybe it's time to install a luxury marble wet bar so you can get drunk in private. American Bank of Los Santos. Dreams take money. Why worry about tomorrow if you look inadequate today? This portion of the show is being brought to you by Honest Ed's Used Cars, where every car we sell is backed by an ironclad guarantee that is so complete and comprehensive that we really don't see any need to put it in writing. And remember Honest Ed's motto, if any used car dealer anywhere in the country says he can sell you the same car cheaper than we will, then he's even a bigger liar than I am. Hi, friends. It's Chris Bustle, General Manager of the Highlands Performance Golf Center in Carrollton, Texas. The Golf Center is North Dallas's premier practice facility. With over 65 grass tees, two putting greens, a short game area, and covered heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game all year round. Come see us in Carrollton, Texas, off Trinity Mills Road, halfway between Marsh and Midway, or visit the website at www.highlandspgc.com. Now back to Big Red and IndyCar Tim. Broadcasting live from Barrel and Bones in the Colony, you've got the Drunk Sports Woo! Podcast with Big Red and IndyCar Tim. Oh, oh. Here comes the Drunk Segment, folks. Oh, oh. Yes, sir. 
Welcome back to the Drug Sports Podcast. Drug dudes and dolls and drug sports potards. I am Washed Up Radio host, Indy Tim, along with burgeoning radio host, my buddy, Big Red. Still drunk. Yes, sir, I'm Shut here. Up, Tim. We're not talking about my mother. No, we're not. Give it not. to me, Lance. Give it to me, Lance. Push, push. Give it to me, Lance. Big yeah. Red. Big Red. Give it to me, Lance. Big. Shut up. That's enough. Big, big Shut Hey, hey Shut quit red. pulling an Ockburger. Stop. Give it to me, Lance. Stop. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> Special thanks out to uh, Mitch Ryan from Into Deep Sports. Brother, we uh, we wish you were here, and uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you. I love you, man. Appreciate the shirts and the caps. Sorry, I don't have mine on tonight. It just didn't go with my with my get up, and I didn't want to put it on. But yes, thank you, Mitch. Appreciate <laughs> everything my, you're giving to us, man. I've I've got it in my truck, and I wear it all the time, man. We we love you. Thank you so much. Can't wait to see you again, and uh, give me a call. Yep, can't wait for you to be back here, brother. Live from Barrel and Bones in the Colony, twenty eight oh one. Plano Parkway, Whiskey Wednesday. We have all the whiskey going on. Uh, hey, fake Jeff Kavanaugh. Fake Jeff Kavanaugh, waiter man. Bartender hey, dude with hey, that. Fake Jeff Kavanaugh. It looks like fake Jeff Kavanaugh. Hey, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Fake Jeff hey, Kavanaugh. Hey, Kavanaugh. Fake Jeff Kavanaugh. Hey, yo. Fake Jeff Kavanaugh. Can I get a Balcones Baby Blue on the Rocks, please? Hey, how about two of those? Little and Little and no, I like I like I like a my big. Ba- roll. I like my balls little. I like a big roll. Oh, I don't know what's happening now. Did we all just become gay for each other? No, stop, Dan, Come on. I don't know what's happening right now. This is not right. We got the fake Johnny Manziel right there, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah, am I, am yeah, I wrong? Could could be. The fake could Johnny be. Manziel is right there. <laughs> and the fake Ben Roethlisberger right there. <laughs> well, the, the red what the hell? red beard Roethlisberger. Red Red Beard Roethlisberger. Red Beard Roethlisberger. <laughs> we got all this stuff going on tonight. Red Beard Roethlisberger. Red Beard Roethlisberger. The fake Johnny Manziel. The fake the Jeff fake Kavanaugh. Jeff Kavanaugh. Who is she? Oh, that's a he. Sorry, oh, my bad. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> my bad. Uh, Scott Chapel is with us live. Not from Afghanistan, but he'll be back in Afghanistan here in a week or so. Next week. Uh, we are doing sports and all that that implies. Making dirt angels. <laughs> we love the Dallas Cowboys. Jason Garrett's about to be fired, so I thought we would power rank. Oh, wait, you said not power it's rank. It's not power what rank. What is it? It's handicapping the replacements. Oh, we're handicapping. We're handicapping. Replacements. Yep. And we have them categorized by pro coaches, pro assistants. And I will I will correct you where you screw up like I always do. So go ahead. Well, that's your job, man. It is. So, I am. So do you want to start with the big college names? Who might take Jason Garrett's place? Well, or would just, you like to start somewhere else? Let's, let's, go, let's go one to five. With what? I've got college, NFL, NFL assistants. Uh, Cowboys assistants. What do you want to hear first? Just give top me five. Give, give me what you think is your top five. All right, here we go. Urban Meyer, three to one. That's that's definitely my number one. And if that happens, I will never watch the Cowboys again. <laughs> Urban Meyer, coach. <laughs> Hey, you agreed Tim to quit the podcast if the watch. Cowboys lost to the Jets. 
Never. Do you remember that, or should I play it again? Because I have it. You were there. You, sir, can be edited away from the show. <laughs> Urban Meyer at three to one. The next big college name, Lincoln Riley, five to one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. So this big story has come out. Oh, the Cowboys and Lincoln Riley, they're buddies because but, okay. Lincoln Riley scouted freaking uh, uh, John Steven. Right. Oh, we're good. We're good, right. man. <laughs> Scouted John Steven before he went to Arkansas, blah, blah. Wait, why does his look different than mine? Because I ordered a big rock, and you ordered a little rock. That's what you ordered. He actually gave you exactly what you ordered. Well, I'm not complaining. Hey. I'll do it. Here's some Balcones, baby. Oh, yeah. Um. So yes, there's been that whole thing. Oh, Stephen, John Stephen, and the and the and the Joneses and right. Lincoln Riley, blah blah. Dude, you know that's a bunch of crock. Yep. I have no doubt they had a meeting. I have no doubt they got along. Lincoln Riley is no more prone to take the Cowboys' head coaching job as your mom. Is your mom going to coach the Cowboys? You know what? Here's the deal. My mom wouldn't fuck this up as much as damn Jerry Jones has already, and I'm sorry. I can say that now. There's no, there's no kids left in here, but she would not screw that up as much as Jason Garrett has. Because she would delegate? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guarantee you that woman will fire somebody up. So, if your that mom coached the Cowboys. That woman will fire somebody up. Stop, Scott. That's, that's stop. We're talking, about, mom, we're talking about my mother. If your sainted mother was head li- coach of the Cowboys. She will listen to this, and it's a good thing would, you're... Would, 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 <laughs> would, you, would you or Lane be the offensive coordinator? Which one would be the defensive coordinator? I would probably be the offensive coordinator, and Lane would be the defensive because coordinator. Because she finds you more offensive than Lane? No. <laughs> that was a good one, though. High no. five. Eh. Yeah, high five yourself. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. Because you're still talking about my mother. Your sainted mother. Uh, my sainted mother. She is. She is. Uh, coming in at 12 to 1 in the big college names. Jim Harbaugh. Nope. Say nope. it ain't so, Joe. Nope. Because nope. he's not. He's not. He's not leaving Michigan. 40 to 1. Next, oh, he's leaving Michigan. He's no, going to be not. asked to leave Michigan no, after this no, year. No, he will not. He won't be back. No, nope. he will they not. They want him gone. You'll play Showbet on that? Yeah. Showbet this year. Yeah. If He'll he's be gone at- after this year. What are we betting? Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> he shook on it. He shook on it. It was a weak handshake, but you suck. What are we betting? Seriously. I don't know, we're going to shave our head. <laughs> shave your face. Shave we'll, your balls. Shave your face. Shave your balls. I already do that. I can't shave my face. Yeah, you can. Oh, I'll. I yes. give you. Hey. I give you. Hey. If Jim Harbaugh is fired, I shave. I shave my face. If he is not fired, we shave, we give you pork chops. Yeah, that can't happen. This is my trademark. This makes me money. I'll shave my legs. No. Or my scrot. No. Don't shave my scrot. If you don't already hey, do that, that hey, that's your watch. If I lose, problem. I will let you shave my scrot. No. <laughs> no. No. We're not going to do no? that. No. No. We can't come to an agreement, sir. Oh, Scott says, you get to shave my ass. Scott shaves your ass, and you wear assless chaps. He's going to be gone. We'll save it for when you. Hey, sir, we will save it for when you come back. Coming in at number five, the big college (laughs) games. 12 weeks. 
<laughs> at 50 to 1. I would too. Dabo Can I go for you? I would love to have Dabo. We have Dabo Sweeney, Chip Kelly, and Bob Stoops rounding out the big college names. Bob Stoops is going somewhere in Florida. No, he's not. He's coaching the Renegades. No, sir. he's not. Yes, well, he is. Why wasn't he at the uh, meet and greet? Because he had other things to do. No. No. Sorry, sir. He's, he, he had a date he's with going your to Flo- mom. He's going to Florida. He had a date with your mom. He's going to Florida. He's not going anywhere. So here, here's the deal. I like how he's just bouncing over in, your mom. It's a whole lot. It's a whole lot easier than punching you in the throat on the air. Now that might get some ratings. We need ratings. <laughs> Raise your chin, Scott. I need your throat. <laughs> <laughs> no, that won't. That won't ever happen. So let's so, go. Let's go. Okay, let's go. Pro coaches now. We're gonna do this. If we're gonna, I mean, okay. Big NFL names. That's next on the list. Go at six to one. Sean Payton. <laughs> Would love to have him, but you're going to give draft pick to get him. 151. Peyton Manning. Wow. How do you like that? Wow, that's interesting. That'd be cool. How about 250 to 1, Bill Cower? Where's Tony Romo in this list? Off the list. I would put Tony Romo at 750 to 1. Ahead of, behind Bill Cower? Oh, uh, Yes. Why would Tony Romo want to coach the Cowboys? You know what? He's more likely to quarterback the Cowboys next year than coach the Cowboys. You know what? How about, how about head coach, offensive coordinator, and quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys? You know who could do that? Not Tony Romo. Your mom. Your mom could do that. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, I'm going to whip your ass. Hot NFL assistants. How about Josh McDaniels at 4-1? to one? I'm in. Take him. How about 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala at 5-1? to one? No, not impressed. Matt Eberflus. Not impressed. Eric sleeping with the enemy. 14-1. No. Um, how about if you're Ken Norton Jr. at 10-1? to one. I love the dude. And maybe he would smash some heads. Do you know where his cowboy hat? Like yeah. he did when he played for the Cowboys? If, if he's the coach, yes, I, I would love for him to, but I'm, no, I'm, I'm not. How about I'm, Dan Campbell at 25 to 1? No. With his long, flowing hair. No. His Texas A&M golden locks. So what's, what's this about this story that I saw about your mom? Your mom? Somebody's saying <laughs> something about fake J- Jeff Kavanaugh. Jason Witten. What about Jason Witten? Being the coach. Of what? His l- son's the little Cowboys. That will never happen. I put those odds at 50 quadrillion trillion zillion to zero. Well, you know how you know the Joneses love him. So no, they just, don't. Just don't they don't love him. him. Yeah, they do. They don't love him for a coach because he's never coached. Okay. Well, and it, yeah, I'm, I'm totally against it. No, all I, the rumors I've seen are him coaching Tennessee. Well, maybe he'll go to Tennessee then. The Tennessee volunteers because he's going to have to volunteer to coach because he sucks. Right? right? He's a terrible tight end. So Why would he go coach somewhere? If you're going to go after anybody and you're going to go after Sean Payton and have to give a draft pick yep. to get Sean Payton, 
why not start with the best coach in the NFL and give a draft pick for him? Because you'd have to give 10 draft picks. Why not ask Bill Belichick if he wants to coach? He does. Why not, why not ask him if he wants to coach the Cowboys? Jerry could have hired him. In 1993. Right. On, at, 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 at the, the ski lodge. At, at the ski lodge. Yep. We've all heard that story. But what, if, if you're going to go to if you're gonna go to the Saints and ask to talk to Sean Payton about, about coaching, why not go to Robert Kraft and say, can we talk to Bill Belichick? I'd take, I'd take Tomlin. I'd take, I'd take Mike Tomlin. Nobody wants Mike Tomlin for anything. Do you want Mike Tomlin for a coach? Uh, I'd take Mike Tomlin over what we got. No, I wouldn't. Oh, hell Come on. No. Over what we got? Nope. I do not want Mike Dude, Tomlin over Jason Garrett. you are smoking something that I want no part of because nope, you are out of your head. Because you know what? Tomlin's going to be Garrett here in Dallas. It'll be the same thing. Nope. I want no part of that. Mike Tomlin, I didn't say that. That was Tim. Yep, that was me. Racist. How about Mike Leach at twenty to one? At least it'd be a fun press conference to listen to. Not Tom same, Herman thirty-three to one. BS. We have to listen to every week. Tom Herman can't figure out. He's the, dead, sir. Rest in peace, Tony Dungy. Tom Herman or his career is one way or the other. Tom Herman can't figure out UT. What? What the hell do I want to? What How about him? Gary Patterson eighty to one? No. No, he's, he's never leaving TCU. Uh, he is also dead. Jay Gruden died long ago. Thank you, sir. Uh, would you like Kellen Moore as your head coach at 16-1? to 1? I might stop yes. watching the Cowboys altogether. Would you like Tony Romo at 750-1? to 1? I would love to see that. We have Barry Switzer at 500-1. to 1. Barry Switzer? We have Jimmy Johnson at 500-1. to 1. And then finally, bringing up the rear, we have Jerry Jones at 500 to 1 yes, to coach your Cowboys team after Jason Garrett. Where's Drunk Big Red? That's what I'm asking. Right? All right. Next. We've got some college football, and then we're going to wrap things up here at Barrel and Bones in the Colony, 2801 Plano Parkway, barrelandbones.com. Here with discount the fake Jeff Kavanaugh. Discount Kavanaugh. Discount Kavanaugh. Discount Kavanaugh. Whiskey Wednesday. Discount double check. Um, college football picks against the spread for all 10. Did you know there was 10 college hey, championships? What? I covered. 121 to 114, Your Dallas baby. Dallas Mavericks beat the lowly Minnesota Timberwolves 121 How about to 114. Why is Jim Carrey doing a press conference right now? Because he can. I don't understand. Jeff Brown, are you still, are you still on with us? Luka Doncic was apparently traded mid-game to the New York Knicks for Eddie the Brandon, next two for draft Jordan, picks. Uh, Jalen Brunson. Who? Fourth best. Oh, my your God. You're Dallas Mavericks. Sir. You are delusional, sir. I have them at number eight. Best next. team in the go, league. Go. Go. College football picks against spread for all ten conference championships, Big Red. Pick them. 
How do you like that? Did you know there was 10 conference championships? Well, there's 10 conferences. Well, let's go to the ones that we care about, shall we? And not the, the little batters. ones. Like, we don't care about the Sun Belt and Appalachian State against Louisiana. We don't. So Why don't we start with there. the Pac-12? Appalachian State. Take Appalachian State and points. Stab, do you know what the points are? Uh, it's like... Uh, six and a half. App, giving up six and a half. Giving up six and a half against Louisiana. Take them. Appalachian State will win 36 to 21 and they will cover. That's my prediction. Why did you side me? Why did you side me like that? Because you're supposed to disagree. I'm not. All right, let's start with the Pac 12, shall we? Number five, Utah minus six and a half versus number 13, Oregon Ducks. It's a championship game, it's a neutral side. Neutral. It's at your mom's house, in her backyard, at the bottom of the swimming pool. Oregon will win 34 to 33 in an upset. Yeah, the Ducks totally in that one. Oregon's number 13, Utah. Number Utah's, five. Yep. It's going to be an upset. Uh, How about the Big 12? What do you say? Big 12. Big 12. Do you know who's in the Big 12 championship game? OU and Baylor. No, it's UO and Baylor. Yeah. UO. Because they're called the University of Oklahoma, not Oklahoma University. However so you this whole it, OU shit is bullshit However because that's it. not what they're called. However you want to put it. Rant over. Oklahoma minus eight at number eight Baylor. OU's number six right now. How about that? How about Oklahoma wins 41-34 but fails to cover the spread? He wants Baylor in the points. What do you got? We're not keeping track. We're just doing this for fun. I think uh, OU blows them out. You think uh, the Browns are going to win that one? At Bra- minus three and a half? <laughs> Browns will win. <laughs> Browns, Browns minus three and a half. Good God almighty. How about we don't care about the MAC, Central Michigan and Miami, Ohio. We don't. Do we care about Memphis and Cincinnati? In that's the, the uh, American Athletic Conference. American Athletic Conference. We don't care about that. Well, we kind of do, do because that's 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 SMU. Well, they're not in it. I don't I don't know why SMU's not in it. I mean, because thought they, SMU's in the Big Twelve. No, that was the, that was the SWC. Oh, oh, Southwest Conference. Yeah, it was. That's yeah, not anymore. No, is it? No. Oh, that's a sad day. No. Uh, number sixteen, Memphis minus ten at number twenty-one, Cincinnati. Memphis wins 34-27. They'll fail to cover. Take Cincinnati. Uh, do you care about Conference USA? Why not? UAB versus FAU, FAU minus seven. Take uh, Playing the Browns. Uh, take FAU and give the points. FAU wins by 10, they'll cover. How about, now we don't care about Mountain West. Why not? Who's in it? Uh, Boise State versus Hawaii. Number take, 19, Boise State. Take Boise State and give the points. You don't even know what the points are. Doesn't matter. 13 and a half. Doesn't matter. You're going to take them. Yep. How much money? I'll put 100 on it. I'll take your 100. I'm not giving you 100. You won't fucking. No. No. Hey, fake Johnny Manziel. Come kick his ass. He won't pay up. 
smart. Hey, hey, you know what? That is true fake Johnny Manziel. No, it's not. Johnny Manziel would have kicked your ass. He's smart. Right. I know Johnny Manziel. He would have kicked your ass. Johnny Manziel would have tried to kick my ass. How that about, is the fake Johnny Manziel, and he won't even try. How about the ACC championship game? You have number three Clemson versus Clemson number and gives 22 Virginia. All the points. Clemson, Clemson minus 29. All the points. 29 points. Dabo Sweeney will make a statement that night. He will make a statement. They may win by 50. I think they win by 20 and they don't cover. Fake Johnny Manziel's not going not gonna to buy it. Nope. At all. Dabo Sweeney makes a statement. They may win by 50. They may, they may win by half a hundred. We're going to get to the second most important conference right now. We got two left, two conferences left. Yep. This was the second most important conference that nobody cares about. Sorry, Johnny. Number two, Ohio State minus sixteen at number ten, Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. What's that number? Minus sixteen. Ohio minus State sixteen. I got Ohio State winning 40 to 20 and they cover. Yeah. Wisconsin will not show up. They will, they'll show up. Your but, mom will show up. I swear to God, dude. I swear to God. Your mom might show up with my mom. My mom might whip your fucking ass. Oh. There's no question. There's no question. Next. And then the granddaddy of them all. No, not the Rose Bowl. The SEC championship game. We have number one, LSU, minus seven and a half versus number four, Georgia. The only way this game could be more interesting is if Texas A&M was in it. And then everyone might care about it. But Texas A&M sucks because they got no quarterback and their coach can't figure out which end is up right now. I agree with the first part of that. We got no quarterback. Jimbo Fisher will figure it out. Well, Jimbo Fisher will eventually figure it out. If we still had Johnny Manziel at quarterback, we would win the national championship this year. No. I don't care. I could play quarterback for Texas A&M better than Kellen Mond. LSU minus seven and a half at number four, Georgia. Big SEC red. Who do you have? Take LSU and give all the points. Yes, I believe they will blow out Georgia by like 179 points. Uh, That's my pick. Don't know if be that I am predicting a 189 to 10 win for LSU. There you have it. How you like that? That sounds a good. There game. is our college football picks against the spread for the 10 that we care about conference championship games. I am IndyCar Tim. He is drunk, Big Red. Hey, we need to do this uh, is the Drunk Sports Podcast. We're doing Gerbs picks next. Get it? Do you have them? You got them. I have to do it. I don't know how to do it. Shit! Let me look them up. Jesus Christ! Damn it, Gerber! Who's gonna win the Heisman? Burrow from LSU LSU will win the Heisman. And then who will he be drafted? And it will be a landslide. Is he gonna go the way of Achilles Smith? So. Johnny Gerber's picks. Yep. Johnny Gerber's picks for the week. He's got three of them. He's got three. App State. Yep. Minus six against. Which we talked about. We did. Who are they playing? Doesn't matter. Louisiana. In the Sun Belt. Yep. App State minus six. UAB plus eight 
and Central Michigan minus six. So he's got Mark UAB over FAU. Over FAU. Plus. His lines are different than mine. Well, but they're close. And then who was the third game? Central Michigan. Central Michigan over Miami, Ohio in the MAC. Central Michigan minus six. See, I got minus seven. Mark them down. So those are Johnny Gerber's picks. He knows way more about this crap than we do. And he's like undefeated since 1980. No, well, I wouldn't say that. No. No. Well, we're missing Johnny tonight. He is in Fort Lauderdale playing in a golf tournament. So wish him luck the next four days. If he can swing a damn golf club. If he's not hurt, one, we will see him back next week he's here. He's one chicken wing short of a full swing. Um, so this has been the Drunk Sports Podcast. It is time to wrap things up because we are well into it. Uh, we are well over the allocated 14 hours of content. But we want to thank everybody on YouTube tonight, everybody on Facebook, everybody that uh, sent us messages. Uh, we, if we didn't get to everybody, we apologize. We, we try to get to that as much as we can. Bus has been all over it. Danita Pearson says hello from Tennessee. Mitch Ryan, we missed you. Eddie Brandon, love you, buddy. My brother from another mother. Andrew Elliott, we missed you. Tony Haynes, Tony Hines, thanks for commenting, Andrew, as always. Uh, Josh Crow, we love you. Dude, if you get any more nasally, you're going to sound Yankee. Man, I'm fighting the, the craps right now, and I'm on all the medications. It is starting to wear off. What's the craps got to do with your nose, dude? Your face. That's what it has to do with it. <laughs> God, shit. We appreciate everybody here tonight. We will be back next week on the Drunk Sports Podcast. Live from Barrel and Bones in the Colony for Whiskey Wednesday. We will see you next time. We love you. Big Red, you want to take us out of here? Let's do this. Once again, folks, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for, for chiming in and sharing and all the shit that you do. Again, we, uh, I would rather listen to 15 hours of the trouble that you've got going on. And please call us. Talk to me. Let's work this out. Give me 15 hours of your time whether, other than 15 minutes of a, a eulogy. I love you. Let's talk. Let's work it out. Let's get the demons behind us. I love you. Good night. Big Red. Big Red. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Drunk Sports Podcast. Join us next time for more sports talk with Lance and Tim. Till next time, remember, podcasting is a sport. Catch them. We're all drunk. This is the funnest night ever. <laughs> <laughs> My God, that's oh my yeah, we Surprise, I'm here. Absolutely. Big Red likes penis. Call me.